0: Bruise. i'm john i'm dave and i'm matt and tonight we will be getting into the recent hbo max release of Zack snyder's justice league also known to many as the snyder cut but we also have a guest tonight here in post credit bruise from the half and half podcast uh, we have my good friend aiden mangan
1: Yeah, thanks uh for having me on guys as a uh... John said I'm Aiden Mangan, co-host of the Half and Half podcast now, so do my own little movie show on there called Aiden Cinephiles. I'm the host of, I had John on the podcast uh, over the summer, and when that happened, we talked about it and we we're like, yeah, there's probably going to be a movie eventually that, you know, we should have you on for. And when I knew the Snyder Cut was coming, I was like, okay, I think we found the one. And I texted John, and we worked this all out.
0: Yeah. The Snyder Cut's definitely an appropriate
1: collaboration, I think. Oh, absolutely. Something grand in scale for this, you know, momentous occasion. <laughs> yeah. Now, for your the episode that you guys
2: did together, was it anything special over the summer? Or? We
1: we basically just talked about uh, dumb stories from high school about, like, okay. our friends just yeah. pulling the senior prank and things like that. And okay. Senior week, look- Blue Water Inn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blue Water Inn in Ocean City. Yeah, it was a right. uh, just one of those like sit back and uh talk it out episodes you know yeah yeah
3: that's good we've had a few of those too yeah, <laughs> yeah. so what got you into podcasting
1: uh my co-host actually <laughs> um so i i hadn't really listened to podcasts that much before i started mine i listened to uh pardon my take kind of <laughs> consistently and uh a little bit of chapo trap house and my friend Vasan. He's like, he, we're both stat, we were both stat majors at NC State, but he's like more creative than me. And he's one of those, he's like, does like graphic design and things like that as well. So he told me one day, he's like, you know, we have a good conversation. And I was like, yeah, man. And he's like, we should put them, uh, you know, in some audio files and send those out to the people. And I was like, oh, like a podcast, like a radio show type thing. He's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Okay. So our podcast we do it's uh just basically pop culture current events things like that just giving our takes and our dumb jokes about whatever is going on in the world from the serious to like the most inconsequential like bad opinion article that we may have found in the new york times that week
3: or something
2: yeah, yeah so, so it sounds like it almost just turned into one of those like you guys just had good conversations you were like we got to record this exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: that's kind of how we got our thing going Mm-hmm. You know, for years and years, Matt and I would be would go to the movies all the time, and just the drives home, we would go to a bar afterwards and have a couple of beers and talk about what we just saw, and mm-hmm. you know the same kind of thing. We it was gold conversation that mm-hmm. we decided we needed to get this recorded in some way. Yeah, and the whole idea of podcasting for me actually started with a shot to kill at a dive bar. <laughs> Ew, no, David. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like our podcast it started with like. You know, I remember I had a day off of work. So I was like, hey, Dave, I'm going to go down to the city. Like, you want to get a beer when you're done work? And, you know, we were two weeks out from, from the Joker coming out. So we were we were excited to see that. And then we were just like, yeah, like, let's, you know, we got a lot of thoughts. We got a lot of things we want to say. So let's put it to a podcast. But I feel like that's how a lot of these are starting
1: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I mean, it's I I I love podcasting. And like, I've really like fallen in love with like creating them and being on them. Mm-hmm. I was just on a, another wood grad. I don't know if you guys knew uh, Jason Peters. He was a few years below you and a few years above John and I, but he has this podcast, 2100 podcast. That was like, it's a time capsule for the year 2100. Mm-hmm. And basically him and I stumbled across each other on Twitter. And he was just like, Hey, I see you have a podcast with your friend. You guys come on to a segment. So I, I love just the entire medium. I love how anyone can do it. How you just need a mm-hmm. microphone you, uh, you don't even need a microphone you could have like a crappy like five dollar pair of headphones from five below on a computer and just
3: it's yeah. like it's a whole new medium
1: it's incredible i love yeah. it yeah i think yeah, for me too it's soul, a big yeah.
3: form of a uh, relaxation yeah definitely. A, a nice uh stress release takes away from you know, the, the daily stresses of life and work mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's i look forward to thursdays when we record <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, cool. I'm with you on that, too. Mm-hmm. It's
3: just nice.
2: Yeah. And especially if you can find something you love to talk about, like obviously us with movies. And I know John was kind of telling me with the half and half, it's like like music heavy, right?
1: Yeah. So um, it's so we've kind of like shifted a bit from that. When we started out, it was like me and me and him were like, it's music reviews. That's what we're going to do. And mm-hmm. we were like, Yeah. And that became like music reviews at the end of the episode. And now it's like music reviews sometimes. Okay. Um, it's not really a movie podcast, which is why I started, mm-hmm. my, which is why I started my where I'm the host of it. And I kind of, yeah. on TV, um, mm-hmm. to be my rotating co-hosts and some yeah. solo episodes as well. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's basically evolved kind of into just like anything pop culture really and anything mm-hmm. in current events. And, you know, we like to think we're funny. I I don't know. Like that's <laughs> up to the audiences to decide. Yeah. But, yeah we We definitely
0: got into some random topics when we when we talked uh, when i was a guest i i think we were talking about they were talking about how they were censoring like the looney tunes on hbo max i think i remember we hit hit on that yeah 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 Yeah.
1: you know that that does create kind of a through line to this episode though is the fact that that you know hbo max there to snyder cut and everything like i remember that yeah yeah, that was so funny. It was like they're all mad that Elmer Fudd wasn't shooting guns anymore or something. That battle has been
0: canceled, I think, now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's all
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about the the scene that they cut that uh, he that he had? Mm-hmm. I'm so I, I mad cut that. Yeah,
2: yeah, because it, it sounds like it actually would have like been like a positive,
1: like th- you know. Yeah. And and even if it wasn't, it would have been like one of the funniest things put to camera mm. is just uh, yeah. LeBron, LeBron <laughs> James teaching a cartoon skunk about consent. That's incredible. What? Who is having that conversation?
2: Oh, OK. No, I, I heard. I mean, I guess maybe similar. I heard one where it was like him just getting
0: straight up arrested. <laughs> like, so i don't know i mean maybe we i think it was takes, something but... wasn't it like like i guess like the female lead or something kind of like calls him out on it or so, something like that like uh, I, okay, and, and yeah because I, I think they said the female lead was mad that they cut the scene for that reason like it was like uh, a scene for her character mm. okay. okay
1: okay so it's not as um, it's not as cartoony as i had in my yeah. head but yeah um, maybe I mean, that was it...
0: part of it too i've got no idea <laughs> yeah. we're not gonna see that for a while i guess but... yeah a few months but i mean we haven't gotten a trailer yet but yeah. yeah, probably will soon.
2: Yeah, but no, I mean, we, we get into those random conversations on here too, Aiden. I mean, we, a couple of weeks ago, we, we had a full-on discussion about if John Taffer shows up in the doghouse from, as told by the <laughs> to
1: rescue it. Shut it down! So, I mean, we just... <laughs> Let me tell you, absolutely yeah. he would, and he would rescue it like he does with bars <laughs> and marriages. Yeah, we've been so- talking about
3: marriage rescue today. Yeah, there he has had this other shitty show on Spike or Paramount, whatever it was called now. It was called Hungry Investors, and it was when <laughs> he teamed up with like the sh- these two chefs, one that got canceled a couple years ago.
4: Shut it down.
3: And, oh, nice. And, uh, <laughs> they just go to two different restaurants, and they, uh, I guess, try to. See who's going to get their investment. It was, and we've just been yeah. resurfacing those clips. But I said, mm-hmm. "Marriage Rescue" got- has been so big because they're not even advertising those clips anywhere online. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but that's like I, a hungry.
3: Tra- so yeah. hungry
0: investors feels like the scraps, like from Bar Rescue. Shut it down. Yeah. Like we've gone through all the Bar Rescue I, clips, so now we're on to those.
2: I was just going to say that, like our group chat is just like all like Bar
1: Rescue clips, <laughs> and the, re- recently this week it's been Hungry Investors because I think <laughs> yeah, like I, we filed through them all. I've been desperately looking for marriage rescue episodes because I never got to see it. But the trailer for that show, when they announced it was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Shut it down. Like, I remember there was this one line in the trailer where he was like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to blame your parents for your marriage problems. I'm gonna hold you accountable. It was so good. (laughs) I
2: like vaguely remember marriage rescue. I don't, yeah. I definitely I mean, remember
0: I, seeing promos
2: for
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it ran like 13 episodes. Like it got like the axe mm-hmm. so quick. <laughs> like, well, that's yeah. like the, yeah. the the hungry
0: the- investors look so boring. Like I don't it must not have been on for more than a season because like it's it's really like tame. They must yeah. have told him, like, you can't be as crazy as you are, like, on Bar Rescue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. But we
2: we also said, Aiden, with, like, the Super Bowl, you remember all those, like, Paramount Mountain clips and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. All the characters. Um, we were saying it was just a missed opportunity for, like, Taffer not to be, like, the talking heck? right next to, like, Dora the Explorer. Or something. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. so true.
3: <laughs> I think that's what started that conversation because I think Aswell, As Told by Ginger is a Paramount product, I think.
2: Yeah, they're all on like and all those old Nick together. So, yeah.
3: so I think one of us mentioned yeah. like Tavern with all those cartoons. Like it's a, what's he gonna rescue like the doghouse from? It's Topher Anderson. I think that's how it started.
1: Yeah, he he has to make a cameo on like that like SpongeBob off they're making, like Camp Coral, I think it's called, with all the oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna make a cameo. I'm just imagine Especially just like a
3: human a humanized John Taver crawling into a cartoon like world, <laughs> <laughs> like crawling into that. That- oh, oh, that's yeah. actually
1: uh, Space Jam 3. That's actually what they're working on.
3: Yeah. <laughs> John Taffer
0: and Space Jam 3.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Taff- Taffer would cancel Hoodsy pretty fast, though, I think. <laughs> he'd, he'd be out of oh, yeah. there. Shut so, it down. <laughs> so quick, yeah.
2: If he's wearing uh, the hood
3: tomorrow, I'm out, and I will not risk your doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. uh, But this is good banter, though, guys. I, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Good job, team. Good job. Oh, yeah. We're reviewing the shadow (laughs) cut, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're done with Taffer for now. Maybe he'll pop up later. Um, But I know one thing we wanted to kind of do a plug with is obviously, you know, let Aiden kind of discuss his podcast, go over what Half and Half is all about. And then another thing for everyone to kind of keep an eye out is John has been doing his weekly recaps for Falcon and Winter Soldier, so again, like he did WandaVision, recapping the episode, some of his thoughts, some of his predictions. So anything new with that, John, you wanna kinda of go over
0: or? No, they'll they'll just be coming out each week. I think we're gonna we're getting close to Godzilla versus Kong too. So I kinda wanna get back into those movies as well. Yeah. Hoping to recap those. But mm-hmm.
3: yeah, we that's the, the latest We talked things about are it in our message. I'm also looking forward to get back to the movies soon too. I think I'm gonna mm. I think I'm pulling the bandit off. I'm going back to the movies, I think.
0: That's uh, a good I've, movie to do it for. Yeah. I've been going
1: back for a few months actually, because um yeah. they because I go to like uh matinees mostly or like mm. a, a Monday night, a Wednesday night where like no one's there. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. me alone in the theater. Yeah, like, you like to wear yeah. a
3: mask like while you're sitting at, at, in your seat.
1: Um I don't not know how they will police quite. that it's dark yeah. in there. So it's yeah, that's true. First of all, definitely yeah. impossible to police. And I I've never seen them send like an attendant to check on it or anything. Mm-hmm. But what they say is, if you have food and a drink, you're allowed to take the mask off. But they, they expect if you're not eating to put it back on, mm-hmm. which like I do for like you know just consideration stuff. I'm not gonna like. You yeah. see,
3: I get a large corn. I chow on it the entire time, so that's not that's kind of oh. a problem for me. Mm-hmm.
1: I understand, yeah, but oh, yeah. I, I mow through a large corn. Like I might be done a large corn like an hour in the movie. I <laughs> so, it. yeah,
3: you don't understand. I, I well, we would go to the Regal and we get there for the twenty beforehand. And that bowl would be done before the movie the previews even started.
1: <laughs> Ew, no, David. Yeah. Yeah, and you get
3: that's, the free that's refill. Good that's yeah. good.
2: Yeah, I always forgot they give you the free refill. That's that's a good, that's a good buy.
3: It's actually yeah, like could... a great like business model because you don't expect a lot of people to go and get like two, three refills at tubs, and that's why you call it free. Mm-hmm. people that don't even finish they like, get a one, the refill.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let me tell you, the the craziest business model was um, before the Regal Theater shut down. I had the twenty dollars a month, like um, they're like movie pass equivalent. I think was unlimited. Mm -hmm. It was the best. I would just go to movies all the time. Yeah, and like I would go see movies. I like I was like mildly interested in seeing that. Mm -hmm. I was like, then I'd leave and be like, oh, that was really cool because I didn't have to pay Mm -hmm. extra money to do it. Yeah. And the the reason they would do that is because like they break even on ticket sales, and like obviously the the concessions are what they make. And I'm someone mm. who I love movie theater popcorn so much that like yeah. even if I went to four movies a month, I was getting four large popcorns, mm. with, like two medium sodas or four yeah. medium sodas. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. I I, mm. I love the movies. It's my happy place, genuinely. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's not a bad idea. We used to love, like, we would do matinees too, and like, I guess there would be like one yeah. or two other
0: people in the theater, you know. That's definitely because people probably like are not really like right now. Like, probably theaters are pretty empty. Like, who's really? It's probably like Friday nights and Saturday nights where if people are going. Mm. That's when maybe yeah. Sunday
3: yeah. afternoons too. So. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm going back though, and it it might be a good segue into the Shiner Cut because I was not a fan of it being played in four yes. <laughs> three. And you know, John had a problem with it on his iPad saying there's yeah, parts of I, the clips that were being cut out. And So like,
0: it was the weird bars on the side of the TV, but then like, I just kind of wanted to be, the four hours, I just wanted to be able to watch it. So like, I like watching mm-hmm. stuff on my iPad at night before I go to bed and literally the it filled the whole screen of my iPad and I could tell I was like missing. I mean, Steppenwolf's face was the whole screen. i, like, I got to <laughs> yeah. turn this on. That's disgusting. I yeah. To see that. Uh, yeah.
2: What, what is the rationale for that? Like, is that, has he explained why he, he chose that or.
1: I really don't know. The last movie I've ever seen in like the four, three aspect ratio was the lighthouse, oh. which was um Roger Eggers, uh, yeah. his movie. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I love that movie. It was, brutal beyond belief by the end but i loved it yeah yeah and for that it was a stylistic choice because it was made in that old time black and white Mm. very old-fashioned filmmaking there were scenes where the only lighting was a lamp in between willem dafoe and robert pattinson okay but with snyder i have no idea because these are like filmed on like imax cameras basically (laughs) like i don't know what the Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know why he would choose that.
0: Yeah, it didn't make sense. And like, it wasn't like it expanded in the action scenes. Like it was literally the whole movie was in that ratio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just confusing. And I mean, I I got
2: used to it once the movie picked up, but it was like the beginning. I was kind of just like, like it's almost like when you buy a DVD and you get it like full screen, when you want to watch it widescreen, it was kind of, it just felt like that a little bit. Yeah. I'm trying to think, do we just want to kind of jump into it then?
3: Yeah, sounds good. So we're actually not doing like a full-fledged like beer review today because we are all not drinking the same thing.
1: No, God, please, no. But we
3: all have the same beer from the same brewery, just mm-hmm. the different types of beer. Yeah. So we'll get into that when we do our review, but we're drinking beer from Shipbottom Brewery mm-hmm. based out of New Jersey and has a, I guess, a sister branch in Ambler, Pennsylvania. We've gone there a couple of times. It's a really cool place. hmm and good
2: vibe yeah Yeah,
3: very cool vibes i wasn't nice planning i didn't plan as i swear but i am wearing my shit bottom sweatshirt that i, I bought. oh look at that i bought yeah. like i was like five years even like oh, i'm cold oh i need a sweatshirt yeah looks comfortable that's 50 bucks i spent it had to be 50 bucks because my tab was like 70 dollars for two beers and a sweatshirt i'm like jesus christ yeah
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, we, yeah, John, like what you were saying, like good, it's like a beer garden pretty much. So it's at least the one that we go to locally.
3: So, mm-hmm. but and Aiden on our, our show, I don't know if you listen to it a couple episodes, but before we get in, into the reviews, we do a ceremonial, uh, beer crack, mm-hmm. little little celebratory toast mm-hmm. just, to, just to kick us off.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to this. I've heard uh, on the episodes, I've heard <laughs> I'm looking forward to the beer crack. <laughs> yeah, that works. all right, guys cheers
0: cheers
2: pick up while it's
0: cold ladies i yeah.
2: thought this one was
3: gonna spray out yeah you know what like because we only this has been sitting in the fridge for a little bit all right guys so the oh. schneider cut the uh the version of the just lead that no one asked for yet we got anyway uh initial thoughts what did you guys think of this
1: yeah um so i was a schneider cut hater i guess like. During the entire process of this whole thing where I was like, oh, my God, they're pouring another 70 million dollars into what was already a disaster for Warner Brothers in D.C. Yeah, it's like I don't trust Zack Snyder's like, quote unquote, like creative vision. I don't know. I felt bad about what happened with his original Cub Justice League, but I was like, I don't trust that this will turn out well. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept on getting the line from the Last Jedi trailer stuck in my head, where it was like, "This will not go the way that you think." Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. I enjoyed it. I thought mm-hmm. that some parts of it were still kind of silly and weird. And Snyder, in like four hours, of course, is going to indulge himself a bit at times and do some mm-hmm. Snyderisms. Yeah, but um. Well, overall, it's it's a big improvement on mm-hmm. 2017 Justice League, which I I don't know exactly what you guys feel about 2017 Justice League, but I am not a fan mm-hmm. like at all of 2017
2: Justice League. Yeah, I think we've talked about it on like four other episodes, but yeah, I, was, yeah. I
0: think you get you get <laughs> glimmers, and I think they come through in this too, but they're like what's glimmers in the 2017 version are like the highlights of this movie so like Mm -hmm. even the things that worked in the 2017 one are not like great but i don't i mean i think and you said it Aiden, too earlier. like i think the castings are all really strong Mm -hmm. um definitely i don't think the story is the most original thing i think there's a lot of moments where you can see where it's taking a page from like you know avengers and things like that but you know it's a team-up movie and especially with characters that are kind of more or less introduced in this one. I think it's it's fairly well done. Um, still some goofy things, but I definitely think a major improvement from the 2017 and one of the more memorable um, pieces of the DCEU, even if we don't get to see any any more of what he hoped to, to create.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think I you hit the you net know, right on the coffin when you said it was an improvement from the 2017 version. I think that's the best way to describe it as just an improvement. -hmm. Uh, My initial thought it was that I feel like I was watching the cutscenes of a video game more than I was watching a movie. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. That's pretty fair. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah,
2: and I think yeah, I mean that's a good point, Dave, because I know like a lot of the newer stuff he did was like very visual effects heavy. Like I feel like most of the new stuff was just improving Steppenwolf, who yeah, I mean was just horrible in the original, and I think we can kind of save our thoughts on it for later in the episode on how he was in this. But yeah, I mean I think. Again, I mean, I I think we're kind of just saying it over and over again, an improvement definitely over the 2017 one. Obviously, you can see Zack Snyder's sort of vision in this as opposed to the other one where it was just kind of like some Josh Whedon stuff, some Zack Snyder stuff. And it was just kind of like a a muddled mess, I think I would say. But yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely even when you start from Man of Steel and go to this, you can see what Zack Snyder's vision was for the DCEU. And whether or not you think that was a good vision or not, obviously, you know, Warner Brothers kind of seems to be throwing that in the trash can now. But yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I wanted to, but I still did like it.
3: So. And I think a lot of that has to do with you knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. Like you knew the ending. You knew like the main gist of everything. That Yeah. And so you weren't like shocked by anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You knew some of the beats. And I think that was also kind of a, a good thing with it too. Because I felt like a lot of – scenes that you could tell were were done in um like reshoots and stuff from the twenty seventeen one. They just felt kind of clunky and out of place. It was kind of good seeing them not
0: in this. Um it felt more cohesive. I I feel like this made all the Joss Whedon stuff from the twenty seventeen one more obvious. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean definitely. you know the, the the Henry Cavill, the oh, yeah. the mustache scene, um, hmm. you know, the opening where Batman's got the guy hanging over the, they didn't yeah. the yeah. Show building, the all that. Yeah, they cut I well, that, that I, scene I completely. Feel like I feel yeah. like that was the stuff Joss Whedon did. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that's, credits, a, that's a straight scene. The end scene. credits scene yeah. with the race, mm-hmm. that was definitely oh, a God, Joss Whedon, yeah. Yeah. that kind of stuff.
3: Although I, I will say, I, I did not hate that mustache scene. I just hated the mustache. I thought it was, it was a nice way of opening up the movie, the movie. in the original yeah. cut, but
1: yeah, I, I got what they were trying to do with, like, what Joss was trying to do with that. And he's trying to make, like, establish from the get-go, like, this is going to be a little lighter mm. than what we've done previously in the DCEU, And I get that as a tone setter. Yeah. The problem with that is that after it, because it was Zack Snyder cross Joss Whedon, the tone was mm. up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, too, I was going to say, as you were saying, the mustache was just so distracting. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. But what I will say is he was he was a
2: fantastic villain in Mission Impossible. So I think, oh, yeah, like, worth it. So I think it worth. was worth it not shaving that mustache, even though we got horrible CGI. That's yeah, I remember he hearing like,
3: that he was like Dave Bautista as a villain too. He had like one line and he said it perfectly.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I remember it was definitely like hearing that news. Like hey, he seriously can't shave his mustache for this, and you see the movie. It's like yeah, he couldn't have.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
2: So, yeah, so obviously, you know, springboarding a lot of this was, like I'd said, sort of Zack Snyder's vision. So you had Man of Steel in 2013, which I'm a fan of. I, I like that movie. A so lot. do I. I like that a lot. And then obviously the lead up to this is Batman versus Superman um, in 2016, which I don't Like, my thoughts, at least, is I feel like it's kind of bold for them not to just do a straight-up Man of Steel sequel and just jump right into Batman, Superman, which almost felt like a straight-up Batman movie. Like, Superman just felt like such a secondary character in it, I yeah. thought. But obviously, another thing with it was it was leading up to the Justice League. You know, they had those, those computer files of, of all the... <laughs> The, the members of the Justice League. So uh... I didn't mind
3: that. I thought that was kind of cool. But I think all of that, just the whole own Batman vs Superman movie, was just a product of DC writing the Avengers coattails with Marvel and just trying mm-hmm. to compete with them because Avengers was like the hottest thing on the on the block mm-hmm. around this time.
2: Yeah, it felt like they were trying to catch up to that Marvel with like what they were doing with all the characters. So I think
3: Batman vs Superman was more so just like eye candy for DC just to get people in the door they really didn't have a plan you know marvel knew they were going to get to Endgame when they did iron man 1 back in 2008
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i would say to you like their their lack of a plan is like more apparent now than ever where it's mm-hmm. like it, like exactly. what even is the dceu anymore does it exist mm-hmm. anymore that's mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm.
0: and I, think- I feel like they're like their mindset now is to not connect the movies as much i mean like look at the ones that are like successful like wonder woman i think kind of fits in zack snyder's mold like i think at least he was probably you know talking with patty jenkins as that movie was going on because i think her character from that movie even to this in the snyder cut's pretty consistent um yeah but wonder woman 1984 is i think i think is a different story um something like shazam birds of prey like they really stand on their own
1: shazam i think is that's the... what they're
0: trying to do now
1: There literally has not been a mention of Shazam in either Justice League cut
0: either. I was like, is he just not going to...
2: He's just not
0: there, apparently. I'm okay with it, because I kind of... I mean, I think that's a pretty good movie, and I think it's probably in their best interest to, at least right now, just make good movies instead of trying to make them so connected.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, definitely.
3: And I think they're trying to, I guess, use the Green Lantern like they did with Spider-Man and Marvel, not like introduce him right away, but like make him like your cornerstone when they start moving forward you know mm-hmm. they're, they're done with captain america and iron man now so i guess they need to rely on others now mm-hmm. to carry the torch
2: yeah i know like they've had like not even just green lantern but it looks like they are trying to do like green lantern core for the past like couple years that's been like floating around them i think to they want to do an hbo max show really something
3: like that i say mm-hmm. they do okay. better with their shows dc for sure
2: yeah, and I know Dave, like you're a big, big proponent of those shows, and and, and I know you like them
3: a lot. Arrow and Flash are really good. Mm-hmm. I talked about that a lot in a couple of past episodes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't seen this yet, but I've heard the uh, Harley Quinn cartoon is like great. I've heard, I, I've, I've seen heard that too, yeah. bits and pieces mm-hmm. of it. Like the scenes I've seen are like absolutely hilarious. Like yeah. great, like hilarious comedic writing in there.
2: Yeah, it's a good voice cast. Like I've looked at like people that are in it and like who plays like which villain, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, to go back to Justice League too, like I even remember like the, the 2016 Comic Con trailer, like mm. it looked really cool, and like it was weird seeing the trailer then because it was like this movie's not coming out for another like year and a half, but I remember it, it was cool. Like obviously, like a big thing with with that trailer was Bruce Wayne meeting Barry Allen, and then they had they had like a bunch of other scenes in it too, but. I mean, I was optimistic about it because I wasn't crazy about Batman, Superman. And then you kind of had that come out. And I'm like, all right, maybe they can kind of try to resurrect this a little bit. Obviously not the case with with certain circumstances that happened later. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good trailer. And then, you know, in 2017, obviously you have tragedy with, with Zack Snyder's daughter, you know, who, who committed suicide. Um, and he kind of stepped away from the project and they brought Josh Whedon on. And it was really interesting too because I know Josh Whedon, like before he took on this role as like finishing up Justice League, he was signed on to do Batgirl, which I completely forgot um, until I was kind of researching for this episode. Um, I com-
1: that like I just got hit with like whiplash from that memory. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I completely forgot about Batgirl being a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, wow. and then. And then he obviously left, like, in early 2018, um, I feel like part of it was probably the fallout of just Justice League not being good. But, you know, early 2018, he left the project saying, like, he just couldn't get a script going for it. But, yeah, I mean, it was just interesting seeing him attached to that project. And then it's like, all right, he's also going to finish up Justice League. And, And we're right. We talked about it a little bit earlier. But, like, you can tell what he did with Justice League. You could tell what was Whedon and what was Snyder, you know? So that was just a big... A big thing there but yeah obviously you know like we're saying extensive reshoots i mean were there any scenes from that original justice league that just stand out as like wow like this
1: was like horrible if if you guys don't mind i have one that comes to my mind immediately yeah no it's it's fine there was one scene that, like, you honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody else forgot about, but it was just like such like low hanging fruit when I like comedic mm-hmm. writing was such low hanging fruit. Yeah, Lois and uh, Mom, Ken, Mama Kent, Ma Kent, I think, uh, whatever. Like, I forget exactly yeah. what um Martha yeah. calls her. Martha, yeah. Oh, Martha. Yes, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Martha and Lois are just talking in this office that literally it looks like a set from The Office. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. obviously like a soundstage, like not definitely a reshoot, completely just thrown in there at the end. And this one reporter guy walks in who we've never seen before. And he's like, hey, Lois, can I get your contact's name on that one story you're working on? Mm -hmm. And she goes... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- her name is this, and he goes, "Oh, it's a woman. ooh boy!" And like walks out all excitingly It's like, what? It's just the lowest hanging fruit. Where I was like, okay, I apparently. think
3: I vaguely remember that. <gasps> I don't it even was remember so that.
1: So <laughs> awful. It was just the worst. <laughs> yeah,
3: I don't have one in in like particular, but any scene with Barry Allen in the original Justice League was just so cringe worthy mm-hmm. for me.
0: I I think I I feel like Joss Whedon got a lot of his humor in there. Like when they were digging Superman's grave in the 2017 version, don't they make a joke? Like doesn't he keep Barry Allen keeps saying like oh like Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery? But I I don't remember them saying that in this. And I was like, yeah, that was probably Joss Whedon humor.
3: Like there was a part where he was like, oh, it's a cave, it's like a bat cave. Like that was that was cringeworthy. Yeah, he was he was maybe
0: my least favorite character in this. um, I gotta say. Um, I think he is a talented actor, and I like Andy Muschietti as the choice for the director of The Flash. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now, but yeah, he's definitely my least favorite one on this team.
3: Just like an example of how like this movie – well, I guess both of them, but more so in this first one. Batman's recruiting Alan to be on the team, and he's like, yeah, I'll join because I need friends. And then the way he said it made it sound like he like had like social issues and mm. was like this depressed kid. And they just never went back to that at all. <laughs> like, never gave any context. like why he yeah. felt like that. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Just, like like I, kind of like, like a hanging fruit, just like, mm-hmm.
2: and th- that okay. was clear in both, both versions of the movie. I felt like Barry Allen joining the team was just very like underdeveloped. It was just like, yeah, like, sure. I'll join you.
1: <laughs> I would say like, in the first Justice League 2, the worst part about Barry Allen, first of all, I completely agree. Super cringeworthy dialogue. Just, mm. he was obviously there, there to be uh, comedic relief, but he wasn't really a character either. He was just quips. Mm. Like, he was just a vehicle for Joss Whedon to put his quips in mm. so he could write, like, lame dialogue about, like, I don't understand brunch and just, like, do, like, these stupid little vignettes that completely. Yeah, like, for no, steer for no away from reason. He's walking out yeah. to
3: uh, the car with a full pizza in his hand oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like i, I guess there's certain things that are cut out because i don't remember this too because in this uh 2017 one he said that he has the appetite of like three people or something like that and that's why he's eating a full pizza really fast but they never like even had that dialogue mm. in this one so he he, he goes from a crew and he's just walking out with like this full pizza for no reason yes. and jumping into the car
2: there so there was one sees one scene in the Snyder cut and it, it was in the original too, but I, I would have sworn it was a Whedon scene and it's when they're getting off the plane and he sees the bat signal and he's just like, Oh, like that, that's your signal. We got to go. And then he's like, like quieting down a little bit. He said, he him, yeah. I, I would have sworn that was like a something that Whedon would have written. And then when I saw it in the Snyder cut, I was like, Oh wow. Like that must've been in the original script. <laughs> um I, I didn't mind that scene. I was just like, I remember seeing that and just being like, I, I wouldn't have thought that would have been in this cut. But yeah, I mean, just but I think we I, I like Ezra Miller as an actor, too. I think he's a good actor. And I also think like he got canceled last year for like a week or so because he like choked out a fan.
3: Yeah, you put it in a fan's neck or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah. Amber Heard, too. There's like a lot of controversy with her, but I guess they're sticking around. I don't know. I mean, I, well, she, I don't think like fake
3: one way or she the like other, fake, ab- fake like abuse in with Johnny Depp or something like that.
1: It, I, at least, like, highly exaggerated the situation, and yeah. apparently was like abusive towards him. And mm-hmm. basically, I will say this: I I cannot speak for like what happened within the confines of that relationship, mm-hmm. but I can say I think that may have been one of the worst relationships I was ever put on the face of the planet. That's oh, just yeah. the read I get from it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mordecai
3: and uh, Mira. <laughs> oh God, Mordecai. Yeah. Yes. Why did ever Heard have a <laughs> British accent in this movie? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: where did it come from? Did she have? Did she have that in Aquaman? I can't remember. I feel like she probably didn't.
2: Oh, we we a few. I mean, weren't they? I mean, in this, they're also like in like little bubbles talking
0: to each other. And then once Aquaman came out, they were like, "All right, we're getting rid of that." (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. I will say, I will say, the uh, Willem Dafoe's costume and like makeup and all that was definitely better in the Snyder cut than uh, in Aquaman. He should have rocked that long wig in Aquaman. See, I yeah. thought that was just seaweed. Well, the I man didn't man.
3: even know that was like hair for a minute. No,
0: it's like yeah. a, a wig. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I got to go back and watch Aquaman. I still haven't seen that since since we saw that. Uh, Aquaman's one of the better ones, I think. That, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm.
3: I think the graphics yeah. were a little, kind of like in the shortcut, I think it was just a little too much. Mm-hmm. But I, I applaud Aquaman for doing what it did. It's hard to make a movie fully underwater.
2: Yeah, it was creative. It was. It was, yeah. They try and, and the effects weren't too bad in that, they were pretty cool actually. Oh, no, what I'm gonna say too, and I'll this will be my last thing. Know what I, I hated in this version, the 2017 one? Um, just the random family that was being terrorized. Like, oh it my was god, just
1: a single family, oh, like yeah. there was nobody else. <laughs> like, oh, um, that was that was that had Whedon written all over it, too. Yeah, that was him just <laughs> being like this movie needs heart let's throw like this random russian family their entire arc they're gonna eat up like 10 minutes of screen time in this two-hour movie yeah and their entire arc is they get attacked and then saved and that's it (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. and that was cringeworthy too because i think like the whole like the flash's whole arc in the final battle was rescuing that family i remember they were in like the back of a pickup truck and he was like pushing it I know it's it's cringeworthy thinking of of this version of the
3: movie. Was that all in the Snyder Cut? I, I forget that whole part was in the Snyder Cut. No the family. Like, what they in they the end of the completely.
0: Snyder Cut, the Flash had to like run around and get the charge for like the Mother Box.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had a really big. I mean, he had a really big scene at the end of the Snyder Cut, and to imagine that that was just thrown out and just like, all right, we're gonna have you do this instead. Yeah, I'm that- glad
3: that they kept the one in, which I actually laughed at when I saw it both times is when Superman is awoken and he's attacking all of them. And mm-hmm. just Flash comes around to trying to get him from behind and it's like mm-hmm. slow-mo. And he does that side look and looks at him with, mm-hmm. the side, with his side eye and he's like, oh shit.
1: That, that's a cool scene. That was one of the few things in the original Justice League that I was like, okay, I like that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> I, I like that scene too. And I think you could tell that was a Snyder. Like mm-hmm. I was waiting for it to come up in the Snyder cut. I was like, I know it's going to be in here.
2: Yeah, I like that. And then I, I think, you know, obviously we can jump into talking about the Snyder Cut I think we've, we've said all we can say about the 2017 one. We're obviously not big fans of it. But yeah, I mean, this whole Snyder Cut kind of started with, you know, Twitter sort of with this whole hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And to be honest with you, for the longest time, I just thought, like, I didn't think there even was a Snyder Cut. Like, right. I knew there was a lot of edits that I'm sure were left on the floor from Zack Snyder when when he did depart. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with HBO Max, um, you know, and then you heard rumblings it might release on HBO Max. And then finally, there was that announcement. Um, I think last May, Zack Snyder did like a, a Man of Steel watch party. And then he he had said like, yeah, like a Snyder Cut's comment, It's on the way.
3: Everything think- about this screams like the power of the people, which I think is really cool. It kind of reminds yeah. me of how and I, we also have to pour one out, too, because of of her passing today uh lucille blue from rest uh, of development but it yeah. kind of reminds me of rest of development and how you know that got canceled on fox and then the power of the people brought it back to life onto netflix mm-hmm. for two two more seasons
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah they, they asked for it yeah and it's this whole thing you're right Dave. was just powered by the fans like people wanted to see this they obviously did not like the 2017 version so, yeah, obviously that was such a big thing with it, you know, them wanting to, to see this movie. And I, I think you pointed this out earlier, John, where you said um, like Warner Brothers is just kind of like, like, no, like this is not the standard. Like, we're not going to do like a hashtag, like release the air cut.
0: Like, they're just like, <laughs> yeah. we have our plans
2: for these movies. We're not going to do this anymore. Right.
0: Yeah. I, as the, At the time of our recording, it's I think Monday they made an announcement that, yeah, like they're not doing an air cut. This, Snyder cut is not canon, and -hmm. every day since they've come out with like a casting announcement, whether it's you know Helen Mirren's going to be in Shazam, to Pierce Brosnan's going to be in Black Adam, Um, and then they just announced tomorrow that we're getting the first trailer for the Suicide Squad. So um, Mm -hmm. you know, I I like this this Snyder cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I definitely think Mm -hmm. they're trying to distance themselves from it. Um, And as much as I and and, you know, as much as I think this is an improvement, I can't really
3: blame them for it. Let me ask you guys, did you like the layout? I mean, we had our criticisms about the four three attack ratio, which I think anyone would in twenty twenty one as a cinematic fan because that's just ridiculous, but did you like the four hour not continuous layout because they 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 broke it down into six different parts in this movie, and I thought mm-hmm. like, okay, that's cool, maybe like it gives you a point to take a break or something like that, but I really feel like at those points you just wanted to keep watching. you didn't want to take those breaks, you know it felt
2: like a continuous
0: movie. Mm-hmm
2: yeah and I, i'm not gonna lie with this i can remember like because si- i had to watch this in like three or four like parts i didn't sit down and watch this straight through
3: i, I couldn't know
2: um but i remember like just sitting there and it was like the last chapter i remember is chapter two and the next thing i know it's like chapter five and i'm like wait like what was chapter three and four <laughs> like i wasn't really paying attention to it i just i just wanted to watch the
0: movie you know right I yeah, think it was unnecessary, and I feel like there was a part where they were talking about making this like a series or a mini series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think there was enough content for that. It's, just, it, it's good they just did it all as one.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I agree with John too because like the length of like a four hour movie is intimidating and daunting mm-hmm. just for like general audiences there's so many people that's gonna be like oh what's this zaxner's just like see it's four hours and be like i'm not gonna watch this yeah but yeah.
3: um, if it was a marvel i had no problem with it because i think i'd be entertained mm-hmm. the entire time
1: yeah yeah okay. so that's the end game was nearly three hours long and yeah like yeah. i enjoy i liked that game i thought it was pretty good mm-hmm. uh infinity war was my more i like that one better out of the final two avengers movies but um, i did so yeah yeah but that was pretty good um but you yeah, know like i I agree with John though that like it was not quite enough content that I would say like make it a miniseries, even though that was like initially what they planned. I could see why they decided, okay, mm-hmm. just we're gonna release it as one thing. Yeah. Because it flows like a movie because it is a movie mm-hmm. and it's it's not made to be a TV show. Yeah. And that like chopping it up into a TV show, it would have been awkward because, like you were saying, like the end of each part. I completely agree that the end of each part i didn't feel like it was the end of like an episode or anything mm-hmm. it yeah. was just like oh this is just like they're throwing like a powerpoint slide that they put in from windows movie maker mm-hmm. in between these like 50 minute segments yeah. just because they have to and i was like okay so yeah, I, like I liked I that Im- it was
0: all fun. i couldn't imagine really walking away from it like sometimes like a cliffhanger like falcon and winter soldier like that first episode like clearly leaves you on a cliffhanger where you're like Mm -hmm. all right like Mm -hmm. i can see why they'd naturally be like this is like the perfect ending point but yeah these movies it just would have felt awkward i think if you had to put something else on uh, you know at the end of a Mm part
3: yeah and i think because we all seen this once before at least Mm -hmm. the most of it we were able to watch it in doses and not feel like we were missing anything i would love to talk to somebody who has not seen the 2017 version, and see if they were able to sit through this entire four-hour thing Mm, in one sitting.
2: Yeah, and to be honest with you, if I was one of those people, Dave, and I watched chapter one of this this thing, and it was broken down into episodes, and the end of chapter one is a bunch of, like, villagers singing this, like, song for a half hour. Oh, (laughs) oh, oh, wait, stop,
3: stop, stop. We need to talk (laughs) about that. What in the actual fuck was that?
1: That was so... (laughs) that. That was like I, I had said before about like Snyder and his Snyderisms and mm-hmm. himself and That was like one of the biggest moments of it. I it tweeted it out
3: while, yeah. while I <laughs> tweeted out while watching it. I swear to god, if this was the f- five extra minutes of footage that that, that they just spent money to record, I'm gonna be fucking pissed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I I will say that there's just some like, you can tell the stuff that Zack Snyder wants to do. So like, like Batman v Superman, like that wasn't him doing a Man of Steel sequel. That was him wanting to do Batman. Like, that's Mm. what that movie is. Um, And like, I feel like you could especially tell in this movie, like he clearly like, I feel like if he was offered to do a movie on the Amazons, he'd want to Mm. do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that yeah. could be good for him, mm-hmm. but like I think you could tell like the stuff he like. I feel like you get so much more time with the Amazons than the Atlanteans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. not that his, that really he, matters. You're like you're right, John. Like his take on these characters is very
2: like I think it's creative, and I like the direction how it's like so different. Um, but yeah, I mean like most people aren't going to have like Batman murdering people the
1: way he had him do that in Batman. V. Yeah. Superman. And- Wait. Speaking of murdering people, though, I'm sorry I got jumped because th- this scene no. like blew my mind when I was watching it. Wonder Woman when she like during like I think it was a ban- what was it? the terrorists like holding the people mm-hmm. in the yeah. top floor? I forget exactly why they they were trying to blow up the building. Yeah, her going through and how like brutal and just like bone crunching the punches mm. were. Yeah. I was like good because Wonder Woman is arguably like the second strongest member of the Justice League. Mm. Like Superman, obviously strongest. Member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna contest that, but seeing her just like throw dudes across the room, like punch mm-hmm. them in the chest and send them flying—that was awesome. I was like, yeah. "That I like that because mm-hmm. that makes sense to me." Yeah, with how yeah. strong she is. I
3: yeah. think I'm more of a fan of like Wonder Woman than like her just being Diana. And
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: she was kind of like the ringleader in this movie. To if you really think about it, you know, Ben Affleck was doing yeah. all the grummer work getting everybody, but she was the one like pulling the strings. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And yeah to,
3: like, I, th- I guess to uh, convince uh, Bruce Wayne to go get everybody.
2: Yeah. And, and that's kind of where I, with you, Dave, like I think sometimes her Diana falls flat, but I think her Wonder Woman is always pretty on point.
3: Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Um,
2: yeah. 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 But, but I, I mean, to be honest with you, though, I felt like the, the weak links in, in this movie, at least, were Wonder Woman and Aquaman. I feel like they really didn't mm-hmm. do too much with, with either of those characters, which I think is kind of ironic because they're the, the only two on the team that like get their own solo movies after this or mm-hmm. before this too. But yeah, I mean, I just kind of felt like they didn't really move their characters too much. Aquaman, I was kind of confused with... Obviously, I knew what was coming with Aquaman, but like it was kind of confusing when I saw the original 2017 one where I was like, what are they doing here? And then, like I said, Wonder Woman, I felt like at times, especially when she was Diana, just fell flat. But I don't really think their characters moved the the story as much as I would have wanted them. Yeah,
3: to. I noticed there, a stark difference between Aquaman and his solo movie versus this one. Mm-hmm. And this one, he ha- had like that passive kind of humor. Yeah, where like his like he tried being like big, big and tough and serious, mm-hmm. but and tried throwing some humor in there. and Aquaman, he was all like comedy and laughing and yeah, and I guess having more fun with it. Mm-hmm. It's just how I felt. He's, He's trying to be room. all
0: big yeah. and serious. He's wearing a freaking scarf when they're all <laughs> like talking about the mother box.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You That's texted awesome. me. You
3: texted us during that. He's like, is he really wearing a scarf talking about the mother box? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. on a zoom call with, for work and just laughing and just reading. That. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely agree. I, I think he, um, he falls pretty flat in this. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. wonder woman was a standout to me in this. Um, yeah. I will say I think I think they maybe could have done a little more with Batman. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we didn't get a yeah. ton of Batman action. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because of you know Batman be Superman. I think it's arguably like 75% Batman, 25% Superman. Yeah. But I don't know. And I like Ben Affleck as Batman a lot. So
3: yeah. I think the yeah. one person that definitely benefited the most from this was probably Ray Fisher and Cyborg. I was about to say he was the standout for me. Ray Fisher
1: really impressed me. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I the I, nothing from the 2017 version would have left me thinking that I was going to get impressed by Ray Fisher's Cyborg either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was very much yeah. an afterthought in that kind of put on the And his yeah. father too, as a
3: character, yeah, really yeah, good too. Mm-hmm.
1: The, yeah. They completely like they tease that arc a little bit in the 2017 mm-hmm. version, and then they just scrap it basically by the end of the movie. We're like, oh, we're just not gonna have resolution to that. Yeah. The emotional core of the Snyder Cut is that relationship between Cyborg and his father. Mm-hmm. and like i'll like i'll say like what and i guess we're doing spoilers in this review right like oh, yeah. i think right. yeah. Yeah. when his father does get blown up <laughs> essentially like you know mm-hmm. melted to death
3: yeah um
1: i i i, I felt upset i was upset mm-hmm. i was sad about which that was much more emotion that i felt towards i was him. upset
3: for him but i thought his acting of like that reaction was kind of cringeworthy too that's fair. Yeah, I yeah. I can give you that. It looked like he was shitting his <laughs> pants more than anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Was that in the 2017 version?
3: I couldn't. Remember. No. I don't remember
0: that.
2: No, I didn't. I didn't no. think no, so. Okay.
3: I I just watched. I don't think his dad was in the, on the first one at all. He yeah. was in. His dad it. definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Mm. I think the God, last God.
2: thing I
1: remember is he gets captured. Doesn't
2: does he in the 2017
1: one? I he, think so. Okay, so I just watched it Tuesday, and mm-hmm. he like he was captured in the base and everything but there's no scene where like he runs into cyborg in the base and says like you know uh, everybody no one come in the building and like let's him go yeah. there's nothing oh, like that. right mm-hmm. the like the latest you see him really is just like his building gets captured and then you assume he's free because okay they see yeah
2: yeah and uh, you know what i'm going to say too and i know we've talked about it before ray fisher and kind of him coming out with all of these allegations against like Josh Whedon and just Warner brothers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's some merit to that stuff. I know he's kind of talked about, you know, feeling like there was like a racist culture there and people weren't really being listened to. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm Ray Fisher, like I'd be pissed because yeah, you're right. Like he is the emotional core in the Snyder cut. And I would say like a solid, like 75% of his whole like character arc just gets left on the floor when Josh Whedon comes in and, and finishes editing on the movie. But yeah, no, I mean, I thought he was good. No, I really haven't seen Ray Fisher in too much outside of the Snyder cut. I, he was, um, he played Mahershala Ali's son in the third season of True Detective.
0: Hmm. Um, but okay. outside of that, I think he's like a Broadway actor. Yeah, he has like nothing upcoming. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then and this is like, it's this and like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is his most recent credit. And that is it's True Detective, which mm-hmm. at this wow. point is two years ago.
2: Yeah. And I mean, he was cast in this back in 2014. I think he was supposed to have a cameo in Batman v Superman and that never happened, but it's just crazy to see what the vision was in 2014 up to where we're at with this point. But yeah, no, I I thought Ray Fisher was very good in this. Yeah.
3: Especially the relation between him and his father. I think you stood up the most for me in, in this cut in the 2017 one. I kind of felt the same way that I felt about Hank Pym and, and wasp in the first animate movie where the Mm -hmm. entire movie it's just her resenting her father and you got no context as to why it's just uh, she's just a bitch (laughs) The most like devastating yeah and and, like Like, now i was was gonna say this one you get something you know Yeah, yeah i was
1: just gonna say like the most devastating like shot for me in the movie i think it wasn't even when cyborg's dad died it was when he makes the like superhuman play to get the game winning touchdown on the football field mm. and it pans over and you see his mom like celebrating and that hit him and his teammates are celebrating just pans slightly to the left and there's an empty chair. Yeah. Oh god. Just to show like his dad wasn't like nearly involved. Like the wasn't way he should present. be. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I, like I, I it's, it's a like I make fun of Zack Snyder sometimes cause he's a bit heavy handed and like, mm-hmm. he Like he loves making Superman Jesus. Like even in the Snyder cut, he did that at one point where he's flying over the earth with in the in the shape of a cross. But I was like that scene. I was like, I will 100% give you that. I did not expect it. I Mm -hmm. liked it, and it really like it hit me in the gut a bit. Where I was just like, Oh God, that's so yeah. And and I remember people
2: saying like before this movie, before this Justice League even came out in 2017, like Cyborg is the heart of this movie.
4: Mm -hmm. And when I left
2: that, I was just like. I mean he was barely in it you know <laughs> but yeah no i i think i think Zack snyder does things like that though where it's just you know it's a Zack snyder move and you can either kind of like roll your eyes or it can work to yeah. work for the movie like it does with that scene yeah
1: so yeah. i um, i i would like i was gonna say just cyborg and ray fisher ray fisher was very impressive to me especially with someone with barely any acting credits in film i'm very impressed by him mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i think uh like if i had like a power ranking of like actor plus perf- like performance plus uh character arc and like just uh like every like things that they did in the movie i would put cyborg on the top i would say mm-hmm. like most impactful like you're saying part of the movie mm-hmm. really really stood out for me yeah
0: i yeah.
2: thought
3: barry allen's father was probably the most impactful person in this movie he was good too
2: he was good cool. <laughs> Yeah, Billy
1: Crudup's a good actor.
3: So yeah. good It's so good that, he, that they don't need him anymore. They, they just... Apparently not. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Let's
1: bring in Ron Livingston. Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, John was talking about like uh, Ezra Miller and like everything. I So I haven't seen Ezra Miller much outside of like Fantastic Beasts and this. So I okay. don't think I have a great uh, view mm-hmm. of them as an actor, really. Yeah. Um, because Fantastic Beasts 2 mm-hmm. is bads <laughs> and it like yeah. everyone is bad i it never even stuff. saw
0: it i haven't seen it yeah it's really bad <laughs> it's a mess yeah
1: um and then justice league 2017 mm-hmm. wasn't good yeah. and i think still the writing for barry is not mm-hmm. great in the side yeah cut. yeah but it's... the flash is given cool moments in this which was not given to him in 2017 which is yeah. definitely improvement
2: definitely i mean um, i think he he has the most impactful scene at the end of the movie i feel
0: like yeah he yeah. does um that reminded yeah. me a lot of uh, the scene where Paul, or uh, Ant Man's in the quantum realm at the end mm-hmm. of Ant Man. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, though, it, it, and, and I get why they didn't do origins. But if any character in this was going to get an origin, I think Flash would have made the most sense. Yeah, I, we kind of we do get Cyborg's origin, mm-hmm. but I think Flash's would have worked too. So, so my issue with
2: Flash, like I really like that scene where he rewinds time at the end when Darkseid's coming. My only issue with it is is like when he's given that whole speech, I like, I don't feel like it's earned. Like, you know, he has mm-hmm. that relationship with his father, but I don't think there was enough built up with it. Um, and I think that kind of goes to your point, John, where, yeah, if you had a- another movie before it and you kind of saw the relationship he had with his dad um, and why he felt that way, then that makes sense. Um, but I just felt like Flash was very underdeveloped in this. Yeah, I, I, I would agree is. with that. Yeah. Too.
1: Just very, he's very underdeveloped and I, I don't know, again, I don't really have a great view as Ezra Miller as an actor in, mm-hmm. in their total. I can't really mm-hmm. say that. But yeah, um, in this, they don't do enough to really impress me where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't walk out of this going, oh, I need to see Ezra Miller in something else. I walk out of this like, I'm not that impressed. Yeah. I don't really think mm-hmm. there's much there. Yeah. Nothing really pulls me towards them. And then on top of that too, again, he's like the w- most underdeveloped, the worst mm-hmm. written he gets a lot of the cringy lines and everything. Yeah. and But also, like I, like you were saying about that, the scenes that he does get where they allow the Flash to use his powers, mm-hmm. super cool. I would yeah. love, and I, now mm-hmm. I'm more excited for Flashpoint, personally, because mm-hmm. at first I was indifferent to it. Yeah. But I'm like, if I get more mm-hmm. scenes that are like that, where he's like reversing time, where he's just mm-hmm. going lightning fast, I would love to see that.
3: Michael Keaton's yeah. going to be in Flashpoint. That's the reason I'm just yeah. to watch it. Yeah, that's
1: that's the thing that's gotten <laughs> me into it, in it. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's in it. But, but, and
2: and to go back, the thing with Ezra Miller is, like, he, he is a really good actor, and and I think why I like him so much is he's got range. Um, mm-hmm. If you ever seen in We Need to Talk About Kevin, he just plays this sociopathic kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have in Perks of Being a Wallflower, where he's really good, um, and he plays this just gay high school teenager. Um and like i say he just has kind of range where he can do different characters like that and i think that's also kind of why i'm so disappointed with him in this is just because i i know he's a good actor um and i'm not saying he's a bad actor in this i'm just saying i think i
0: want more out of the character yeah his added scene that they were really promoting i was not impressed with i thought it was comical for all the wrong reasons we talked (laughs) about that a little aiden but He's got the hot dog, and he's trying to get a job as a dog walker. Oh yeah, just, I you know, mm-hmm. I, I was like, that, I was thinking that was going to be a cool scene. I like that actress, Kiersey Clemens. But, oh,
3: that, you put the hot yeah, dog in the, in the person's pocket for no reason. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the truck, yeah. the truck, like completely like decks her car, mm-hmm. and
2: yeah. And I can get that Kiersey Clemons is... Her name's Iris West, right? Yeah. Yes. I think that's who she... But, like, that could have been anyone. Like, that didn't need to be
0: her. Right. <laughs> and they said oh, she yeah. is going to be in The Flash. But <laughs> I remember it was, like, a... Like, it was, like, it was a bit as an announcement, like, when she was cast mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. And here's you know, my problem her with that. Ago.
3: And here's my problem with, with that. And a lot of why Aquaman and Flash, they all get, like, these these nods for not being developed enough. It's because the DC model, instead of building a, a team up around already developed characters, they're developing the characters inside of their, their team up movie. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. knew in, in the first Avengers that you knew who Captain America was. You knew what you liked and didn't like about him. Same thing for the Iron Man. Same thing with mm-hmm. Thor. Same thing with. Oh, what the hell is his name? Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Well, no, no. Well, that that's well, what, Hawkeye wasn't developed to that point. That, no, like. no, that's what I'm saying. Like you had your <laughs> yeah. you had your characters that didn't need that kind of development. Like Hulk, you didn't really you knew what you're getting mm-hmm. out of Hulk. You knew yeah, what yeah. you're getting out of Black Widow, and honestly, they 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 sprinkled her in as a cameo, not in other movies. But you you knew who she was.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: Her case is we're getting a movie like ten years after the fact, and I'm not really even excited mm-hmm. about it.
1: They I would say that yeah. too. The most impressive thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and like. Film, Twitter can get angry at me, whatever. I don't care. Um, I like, yeah, I like the MCU overall. And like, Mm -hmm. I think that the movies range from like a uh, okay to really good range Mm -hmm. in there with a few that go above that too. You have like your Black Panthers, your uh, Winter Soldiers that are like exceed the typical quality. Mm -hmm. But But the thing that is really like, uh, very impressive is that everything was intentional like they mapped it all out mm-hmm. and they were like this is going to get us from here to here they gave a certain level of autonomy to the directors mm-hmm. while also keeping a semi consistent tone in between movie where it's like it will be lighthearted it will be quippy mm-hmm. but also like this one might be a little darker this one might be a little bit more cartoony but in the end there was this grand vision there was clearly mm-hmm. like a map that they were going through and they said like okay you make the movie you want but like these three things need to happen in it and also mm. this character needs an appearance. Yeah. With DC there's mm. there was no roadmap it felt like. It was mm. just okay. Superman, Batman versus Superman, now Wonder Woman, now mm. develop everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. I think it was
0: trying cool. to catch up to Marvel as quick as mm. we can. It's how mm-hmm. how can we get to the level that Marvels at? in Mm -hmm. half the amount of movies and time yeah Um, yeah. and it just you know Mm -hmm. it didn't work out dc
3: as a whole and i've said this a couple times on the podcast in the past couple episodes it the whole product feels like a high school group project that was done the night before you're supposed to present it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: you might accidentally run into something that works occasionally like mm-hmm. something in that group project might come together, okay? But there's going to be a lot at of that point where the teacher's like, like
3: really yeah. likes, likes your idea, the best one that you said, and you just made. It, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that that's that's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, and then just somebody,
2: you know, you have one of those Batman v Superman moments where they both realize their mom's name is Martha, and then everyone's <laughs> scratching their head about how horrible that is. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, come on, that that was someone at at one of the writers, like. Family of Pitnick saying, no, it'd be funny if they both said that their name was Martha. <laughs> like a lady will just wear off one of the writers' heads.
2: <laughs> is it Martha in the comics? Like, I, I don't know. Like, is, I know it's Martha Kent, I'm sure, but I, it's Bruce Wayne's mom named Martha? Yeah, I think it's Martha. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Okay. Seems like an oversight on DC to name the Martha. two characters
3: Martha. Yeah. It's Martha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, before we go any further, my beer is empty. So I think right now we should take a quick break. Drain the main vein if we have to, grab another beer, and when we come back, we'll continue. All right, guys, so we're going to be talking about the beer we're drinking tonight. And you know, before we get into it, it should be known that usually we do the same beer, all of us, and review it. But, you know, with circumstances being in the way and stuff like that, we... Decided just to try something we each had in our own fridge. And ironically enough, we've all had a beer from Shipbottom Brewing Company Mm. out of New Jersey with a sister branch in Amber, which is where we go to. I've been there a couple times and I think the environment's really really cool. It's a really nice beer garden. Mm. You get the vibes of that it is like a beachy, shore theme kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. The people are very friendly and the the beers are really good they're they have a big selection of craft seltzers which i was really shocked by
2: yeah no they have a whole like craft seltzer bar there Mm -hmm. they really kind of promote that pretty well but i like what you're saying dave because i know the weather's been nice the past couple weekends i've gone there i know you've gone there and yeah you get like a beachy vibe from it but i also go back to like you know almost like three months ago me and you went to to ship bottom John and it was like the the middle right. of December you know so it was like freezing cold outside, but it, it's just a beer garden vibe and it's it, it's fun it's and it's nice, cool yeah. um and they got a lot of lot of cool beers
3: so Aiden so you I i this I guess this is your first experience on the brew tour with us are, are you a big fan of like the breweries and and that kind of environment
1: I'm like I will tell you this I turned twenty one in the pandemic so I haven't had a ton. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. beer garden experience. <laughs> okay. Um,
3: oh, you're missing
1: mostly, out, man. Yeah, yeah. I've heard they're fun. I've t- like, I'm not really a big beer guy. Like, I, I'll drink it, but it's not my preferred beverage typically. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. am a fan of Labatt's Blue. That'd be my number one probably. Labatt's like is it. good. Yeah, I like good. Labatt's. Yeah. I like Labatt's Blue Moon. I love like the Blue.
3: Flyers game. Nice cold Labatt's.
1: I love it. That's yeah. you see. I I bet that's a great feeling, but I've <laughs> never had that experience. It- yet.
2: I, yeah, Labats tastes like a Flyers game. Like that's all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I believe it, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did have a beer here today. It's um whole hog next level brews pumpkin ale. So it was a pumpkin flavored beer. Jeez. Okay.
3: You see that so we we did for October and like the fall, we were tr- we were trying to do different mm-hmm. pumpkin themed beers and you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad October was was a pretty fast month because I, I'm not a big fan of, of pumpkin to begin with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I this this tastes like a jack o lantern, kind of like spitting into my mouth. Honestly, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not
1: good.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nice yeah. drinking them in October, just because again, it's kind of a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the beer that that I think Matt, you, and I both have here from Ship Bottom is kind of similar as far as Christmas. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The pumpkin beers kind of have their place and. Uh, let's just say it's a pretty limited place. Yeah. yeah. This,
2: yeah, I, I will say the pumpkin beers sometimes tend to be a bit heavy. So I'm not super, I'm not pretty fond of them. Um I know like this beer that we have though, John, I know it's a, it's a kind of heavy, but yeah, you would imagine drinking it in like the middle of the winter or something.
0: Right. It is so- Bottom's Abominable Snow Monster Ale. Um mm. I, I do like it, but I don't think I could drink much more than than one. Yeah, yeah. Coming in at ten percent, so mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, you got to be, be careful with these.
3: That's an Uber. That's an Uber beer right there. Holy shit!
0: Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, what so, do you got, Dave? Yeah, so I got the uh, the Hop and Hazy IPA India Pale Ale, weighing in at six percent alcohol, and it's crazy because they give their their beers in these sixteen ounce cans, so. Mm. it's like doubled the bang for your buck too when you got this too Mm -hmm. but this is just a, a a hazy ipa and it's got a nice creamy uh citrusy kind of taste to it with some earthy pines you can definitely taste that in there the can i have is really cool it it gives off a nice beachy shore vibe it's what it is it's a couple surfers going out to the water it, it kinda it's getting me in the mood for more of the weekend more than anything because that's mm-hmm. like the opening of like the summer. You're excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. But this is yeah. nice though. I, I I could kick throw these back on the beach. I could throw well these, these guys are just coming four packs. I could mm-hmm. drink four of these on the beach.
2: You you cannot have four of the ones that me and John have on the beach. <laughs> You're no. not going to make it off of that. You See, just the name
3: alone, <laughs> Abominable Snowman, <is, laughs> I'm snow getting already like, like feelings of like quarantine and isolation and in the house just from that alone.
0: I, I get good vibes from this beer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, honey, figs, sugar plums and cherries, though. I mean, again. Like the pumpkin beers, like you know, this does have that kind of taste to it's a it scream where in April. Um, you're you're I feel like you're either on it, you're either into it or you're not. So yeah. again, I do mm. like this one, but I don't think I could drink much more than a can. Yeah. So the artwork's
2: cool though. It's just an adorable snowman on, on an iceberg, just kinda doing the surfer sort of aloha look. There's going, one dude.
3: there that's really, really cool. It's the the picture is a lifeguard stand and it's an overweight Elvis Presley. <laughs> and it's a peanut butter banana flavored beer. Oh, jeez.
2: <laughs>
3: so that's yeah. a
4: lot, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I again, when you get into the peanut butter and the chocolate and a beer,
3: I'm just I'm out. I I just I don't like that. You yeah. see but I tried it and it actually tastes really good. Like you don't get that like IPA like like that distinct aftertaste you usually get with an IPA. Mhm the hops are there, but like it's not like overbearing. It's not great. Yeah. yeah. But, but Shipbottom's got a lot of the like, great stuff. I mean mm-hmm. I, I they're not paying us to say this stuff. It's just my personal opinion. They it's really cool. And I'm actually would love to go to the place in Jersey and see mm-hmm. like where they actually reformed out of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So our, our main experience, yeah, you're right, Dave, is with the, the Ambler location. Um, but they do have their main location in New Jersey, which is in Beach Haven. So obviously, again, I, I think that main location is like a beer gardening vibe, but obviously closer to the beach. I would like to try it. I I'd like to kind of see what that, the original
3: location looks like. Well, I guess since we're on the show, we do a, a grain scale for our beers Mm-hmm. One out of five brews, with one being like not so good, kind of like dishwater, and mm-hmm. and uh five being like really great. Like mm-hmm. I, I would get like a six pack of this and drink yeah. it all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I guess just as a whole for Ship Bottom, where would you rank like all of their beers? Because we've had a couple of them over the last as couple brewery, weeks. Um, I give it. A, I would give Ship Bottom a good like three and a half out of four, to be honest.
2: Wow. Okay. I was gonna say I would give them like a solid four. I would say. Yeah. I like what Um, I've had
0: from ship bottom. So I I would go for it.
2: I, at least my experience there, I feel like their beers somewhat tend to be on like the heavier side. Um, Mm -hmm. The ABV is a little higher, but, um, but I mean, they're good beers.
3: I think the experience outweighs just the taste of like one or two beers that you've had too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really cool environment. I really go in there.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, they got fire pits. And, you know, obviously, as the summer approaches, we're not going to have to worry about that stuff as much. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they do the whole like social distancing and making sure everyone's safe when you go there. Um, It's attached to a coffee shop. So um, it's called Wake Coffee. So um, obviously, you know, you can go get your coffee early in the morning on a Sunday and then sort of end your day sort of grabbing a beer at the beer garden outside.
3: Um, It's cool. I was kinda laughing when that last time I were there. And hopefully this is a thing of the past. But because of Tom Wolf's rules where you have to eat food while you're drinking in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. they give they give you um an uncrustable with every beer you get.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few uncrustables in my freezer right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. That I just have never eaten. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, and just as a normal PSA as we do with our beer reviews, don't drink and drive. Mm-hmm. It's mm. stupid. Yeah, Regina George would not drink and drive, so you shouldn't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: especially if you're drinking this abominable snow,
0: snow monster ale yeah. 10%, like you're, you're getting an Uber for that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, Martian Manhunter, Penny Fleck they would not want you guys to drink and drive.
1: So, no, especially Penny Fleck, <laughs> not Penny Fleck, never. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to Post-Credit Brews with Matt, Dave, and John. you like, are talking about Martha, right? In both the Justice League and in this, I thought she was awful. <laughs> Diane Lane.
1: Diane Lane. I didn't have a I, super I, strong reaction either way. I was pretty indifferent.
0: I, <laughs> like I was like,
1: I was going yes. to say like Martha... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The Martian man on her scene I, I, I thought was a little odd. That's what I was sh- I, I, I was more oh, shocked no, about that. I'm more so
3: thinking that. of like when she sees Clark for the first time. I just thought that whole like the camera angling and like that's yeah. not like she was very passive in for mm-hmm. her son coming back from the dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in both cuts.
1: I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, wouldn't be shocked very...
0: if there was a scene where they kind of like reunited and mm-hmm. maybe it didn't make it. Yeah. I don't know I
2: I mean I would agree with Aiden though I didn't really have too many thoughts coming out of this of of Martha and Diane
1: (laughs) I do think like sorry you keep going you're good no That's no and
2: point. i was gonna say but but yeah i mean I, I think there is something to be said of like she is very accepting of a lot of stuff that happens to, to clark in these movies
1: yeah i guess like when you raise an alien child you kind of go like eh, anything could happen so it's yeah. like oh he's back from the dead well i didn't expect him to stay dead anyways so. yeah right. <laughs> like, oh, whatever I'll yeah back exactly. supper's gonna be ready in three minutes All right, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: I, I feel like we got to get to the elephant in the room though here, and uh, yeah. so what do we what do we think of Steppenwolf? Oh
2: God, we haven't even talked about yeah yeah yeah. Uh, you know what? I will say I think it was there was a slight improvement with him in this one. I thought he mm-hmm. looked cooler. I kind of understood his story a little more. Him just I guess he just wanted to kind of join that whole dark side's crew again, um, it-
1: and this was his way of doing it. I agree and like I agree so he was given a much more clear motivation because you got this very vague idea where he's like he needs these mother boxes because he's serving someone and he needs to like make up for like something that happened Mm -hmm. when he invaded to earth the first time and then this one they were very clear like okay he's serving dark seed dark seed failed his mission and he's trying to become kind of like in that inner sanctum with like Mm dark seed and his like right hand man yeah yeah and he also had betrayed him apparently like five thousand years ago. So there's like okay. an element of him being like afraid of Darcy mm-hmm. as well, yeah. which made Steppenwolf as a character a little more pathetic mm-hmm. to me because he's like such like a like yeah. underling. Mm-hmm. But also it made more sense. It gave yeah. him like an actual motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean that's a that's a pretty big repentance he had to do. Like what yeah. if like fifty thousand fifty five thousand worlds or something he had to destroy? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It, was, so. it was
3: kind of set up like that where like he was the, the henchman for this bigger being, and then it's the same cliche where movies where you know this 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 guy does all these bad things for the bigger person, and mm-hmm. then in the end the guy's still burning him and making fun of him, and then the end of the movie. It would be Steppenwolf that would turn on this bigger person and become mm-hmm. a good person, and that that didn't happen. But it you know, it would seem like that's the way they were going with like kind of the, how they were building it up. It, yeah, it
0: hit me about halfway through. He's he's Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the Dark Side's yeah. just Thanos, pretty mm-hmm. much. Okay, yeah. um, but like you said, they don't do the cliche where you know at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, Ronan kind of tries to do his own thing. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen here. But I mean yeah and, and my mom said it too because she was watching some of this at the end with me but i mean steppenwolf just gets his ass kicked when superman <laughs> yeah. Comes in. Like, yeah he's yeah. not even a threat anymore at that yeah. point
1: yeah which yeah which i kind of just...
0: like that scene where superman came in but
1: that was pretty
2: cool i, like I remember like watching the end and i was just like they're not gonna do it they're not gonna do it and then they just like him. that
0: was awesome.
1: was like Man, head i like just that. Goes... <laughs>
0: I, see, I thought just the head was going to go through, but I think the head and the body goes through. The
2: whole thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, he has his horn get, like, sawed off at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: He does he get his uh, ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, that, it, It's so funny how, like, he was already kind of struggling to beat the Justice League, even without Batman. Batman yeah. was off fighting all, like, the minions and, like, doing his yeah. thing, because he knew, like, I'm going to die if I face Steppenwolf. I am not nearly as powerful <laughs> as these guys he's like i'm batman i have to be realistic about myself yeah i can't beat steppenwolf (laughs) Um,
3: i may be wrong but wasn't it in the uh, 2017 one like the all of his little like alien like bug things were like a him right that's how he died yes yeah, and they they like was just, it was just go it was just going like no stop no
2: yeah,
3: yeah. what is it, it they it can like so... sense
2: fear or something I mean it's that old like which they like touched sleeping on sleeping like sleeping maybe sleeping.
1: vaguely at one point it made no sense
2: yeah <laughs> yeah I, I was like...
1: gonna say like sorry you go ahead
2: no no I was gonna say I'm glad we're talking about Steppenwolf because I would have just forgot about him
1: but... <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that's actually a thing with Steppenwolf too I still don't find Steppenwolf to be like a particularly engaging villain like for, for me he's like oh he's just like another cgi monster it's kind of like mm. marvel had this problem through like phase one and like a good bit of phase two too where yeah. like
3: really oh, they, at that they never point, could develop
1: villains never, exactly never could. yeah like yeah. loki was like their one villain that they like they kept on using loki because loki was like their one interesting villain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they didn't develop steppenwolf before this this was kind of new that he was there yeah um and like again he's just kind of like big cgi monster that you know they're mm. going to fight in the end and like I don't know. There's nothing like, there's nothing higher going on with him. He's very much one track mind. Like I'm yeah. going to conquer the earth, beat the justice league and get with the uh, dark sides in their sanctum. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like with Thanos, like, and I, I, hate to, but Thanos is a big CGI monster. I have to compare mm-hmm. it to him. Yeah. Thanos, you understood he had an mm-hmm. ideology and he had, he was like, and it was an ideology that like, in like kind of a sociopathic way mm-hmm. makes sense to you when you hear it. He's like, I, the world's over- overpopulated yeah 50 percent. no more hunger no Mm -hmm. more strife yeah i get that with seven wolves just like i'm gonna conquer and i'm like all right right." he also
3: developed him over years too even Mm -hmm. if it was like 30 Mm -hmm. seconds in a post credit scene like just him grabbing Mm -hmm. that gun said fine i'll do it myself just tells you he has a motive Mm -hmm. yeah so you already know that he that that you want to hate him already or or love him i guess
2: yeah you want to
3: look at it but no
2: and, and i think you could even argue i mean he's like the main character essentially in infinity war yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just with how much. And again, there was that development. And, and you're right, Dave, like you saw him sort of develop over. I mean, he had small scenes in movies before, but you knew he was coming. And then they really kind of delivered in Infinity War. Whereas Steppenwolf. Yeah, it's just you're it's kind of just a shoulder shrug. You
3: I know? will say the <laughs> best the best developed villain in a movie, a superhero movie I've ever seen. I think I talked about this a couple times was probably Doc Ock in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. 2. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Yep. I love Doc Ock and that incredible. incredible. He's great. great. Yeah. I love too, and this is just like the Evil Dead uh, original trilogy is like one of my favorite movie series. Mm-hmm. The Ock Doc or the Doc Ock scene where he like he gets awakened and the arms mm-hmm. start throwing the people around, dragging people through the room, yeah. cuts a person up with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Amazing. One of my favorite scenes, like an Eddie Comic book movie ever. I had to go yeah. back I and
3: watch that. them. I haven't it's been a while since I've yeah. watched all of them that's yeah. oh, so good it's it, a whole it cool part a piece of it yeah
1: it, it is funny
2: like at least when you see like some of these sort of like directors sign on for these superhero movies obviously you're just like all right like are they selling out are they selling out and then when they let somebody like Sam Raimi do a scene like that like it's cool you know oh, it's
1: awesome yeah
2: um, and, and but then you also like even to sort of jump back to Zack Snyder um you, like we said you have those Snyderisms in this movie and I, I think I actually saw an article where it's like 10% of this movie is, like, slow motion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, like, I just, I was just, like, yeah, there were a lot of scenes where I was just like, man, mm-hmm. they're, like, they could speed this up a little bit.
3: Remember when I touched you guys yeah. and said, man, he loves the slow cam?
2: Yeah. I touched yeah, you guys while I was watching
3: it. He loves yeah. it.
2: Yeah, it was, It. I mean, especially scenes with Flash, there were a lot of slow motions.
3: And and um, one thing, from I need to cut you off, one of the things yeah. that I stood up with Snyder, too, was the, uh, I guess the poetic way of the style that he does. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like those villagers singing that song for no fucking reason. I'm thinking <laughs> of yeah. for no reason kid Bruce Wayne falling into that well and a bunch of bats carrying him out. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I the whole nightmare scene alone just I, screams that i was just like, gonna say that, oh yeah, my god let, let's yeah. talk, talk about what, the
0: literally the last yeah. like what why was that scene with lex Luthor still in this
1: i have no why? idea
0: <laughs> i literally think the last like 15 20 minutes of this and i think there was some cool aspects to the nightmare scene but i think that was just Zack snyder like it felt like the last like i don't know how to describe it it felt like you were just trying to like distance from the joss mm-hmm. whedon one and it was like well i'm gonna put every single thing I've filmed onto this four hours, no matter if it makes sense or not. So, so had, my thing he with the nightmare scene, what, what I'm going to say is like, I
2: feel like it, he was leading up to that. Like you had that scene in Batman versus Superman. And I think he had right. a plan with where they were going to go with that. I think it was just like, like, I don't think we were going to see that whole thing come to fruition for like five more movies. And whether those five movies were Aquaman, another wonder woman, you know, a Batman movie, but obviously, like I don't think we're ever going to see that, like what makes that scene? You know, like why was Mara there? Why is Joker there? Why is Deadshot there?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, is it Deadshot? Is that who Joe Manganiello plays? Death, Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Deathstroke. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just it, it again. It's kind of one of those things where you're just like, I mean, this is cool. It it makes absolutely no sense, but it's cool.
3: <laughs> it felt like a video game. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah like it, it wasn't justice.
3: It literally wasn't justice. Yeah. That's it's what that I thought of it, line, it was yeah. injustice, yeah.
0: I was going it felt like injustice and there's like a DC comic a uh, Kingdom Come where it's like these new superheroes are kind of taking over mm-hmm. you know kind of the old classic ones and the old classic ones are led by Batman and mm-hmm. like the villains are all kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. So it felt a lot like that too, but yeah, injustice because I think the inciting incident that brings them together and Joker says it is I guess Lois Lane dies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, and you're yeah. right, Matt. I definitely think that. I mean, that when Flash pops up in that um, dream in mm-hmm. Batman V Superman, he's always like Lois. The key is Lois. Mm-hmm. And and Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's Batman says that again in this too. He's like, oh, he's like Barry was right here. Yeah. One thing that
3: stole my mind. I need me to cut you off again. No. Yeah. One thing that stole my mind. We mentioned Jesse Eisenberg. Like mm-hmm. he had a name called at the beginning of the movie. And I thought, okay, maybe there's some new scenes with him, and it was just the exact same thing. Yeah. Like why did he get a why did he get a name call? It's kind of like why does um, did get a name call on anything she does with Marvel? Yeah, <laughs>
2: and you know what I had to do with this too is I had to rewind because the scene where the the guard goes into the room to to get Lex out of there, it so he like taps him on the shoulder. He's like Lex, and then like the guy turns around. And he like it just goes like boo. He scares him. The guard, like, does, like, a five... Se- he doesn't react to
1: it until, like, five seconds after. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he gets, like, really freaked out, too. I'm like, dude, yeah. you're in Arkham Asylum. This guy just laughing a lot is, like, one of the most normal parts yeah. of the day. Yeah.
3: I got exactly. Shutter Island vibes from that scene. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. The
3: whole, like, asylum thing, yeah. Just, like, yeah. dude,
1: go up two floors. There's a woman who controls plants and kills people by kissing them. <laughs> yeah, like, right. you, like... It, yeah. it, this is not that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think I, I heard a
2: rumor. Supposedly they're trying to get June Squibb to play Poison Ivy in mm. Robert Pet. June Squibb. Okay. We're big fans Francis of June Conway. Squibb.
1: I, I don't, I don't know June Squibb. But
3: <laughs> she played um, really old, Hubie, old, Hubie, old Hubie. Halloween's mom. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so Hubie Halloween she's, yeah. in, she's
0: in Nebraska.
3: <laughs> oh, I see her. <laughs> Okay.
2: Inspired casting. That
0: I, would be inspiring. I will say, though, I th- th- this, was, I think, was the best footage we've gotten. Not that we've gotten much, but I think this was mm. the best of uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Mm. I thought he was genuinely pretty creepy. Not, like, groundbreaking, yeah. but... He, yeah.
2: And, and I, I think what... And I, I agree. I think this was... I mean, this was also, like, the third scene I think we've seen him as Joker. Yeah. Um. But I, I think... My issue with it is like, and I was just on Instagram and Twitter and like, I mean, people are just gushing over like this Batman and Joker interaction. And I'm like, it's cool. Like, and I don't really read the comics, so I don't know how accurate it is. And I'm like, it's cool to see that. But at the same time, I'm just like, was it really as amazing as these people are making it out to be?
1: I find it it, like much less engaging too than Mm -hmm. like any interaction that Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson had or Christian Bale Heath Ledger had. And these are, I know, lofty expectations, but yeah, I'm just saying too. Is like for me, I wasn't blown away by their interaction, yeah. and like yeah, yeah, Jared Leto's better in that scene than he mm-hmm. was in in Suicide Squad because God, just please yeah. erase Suicide Squad from this earth, burn all the yeah. copies, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I wasn't blown away, and like for me too, mm-hmm. it was, it was a weird thing to tack on the end of this movie, and like mm-hmm. I, I get like yeah. So this is Snyder's vision, and if he was allowed to play out the DCEU, mm-hmm. he would probably do he would probably kill Lois, have Superman freak out, then have something happen where Flash can reverse time and like mm-hmm. stop happening eventually. Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. Mm-hmm. but i don't know. It, it was very yeah. weird I, mean, mm-hmm. was, I, just I feel like yeah.
0: it was hard for me to get invested in it because i know it's, mm-hmm. not, going yeah, no, it's
2: yeah. not going anywhere there's going
0: to be absolutely no payoff to mm-hmm. that scene yeah. yeah
2: one one positive i will say is like you have ben affleck who, who i think is a good batman like i actually would have yeah. been excited to see what his batman movie would have been um and jared leto who like i'm not a super big fan of his joker but i, I think he's a really good actor Mm -hmm. um so i was kind of glad even though like you could clearly tell they weren't in the same room filming that scene together um i was glad that we at least got an interaction between like ben affleck's batman and jared leto's joker um just because i mean we didn't even get that in suicide squad like he you know i mean he was chasing him in that scene one scene but you didn't get like a full-on interaction like you did with this
3: but i'm actually a huge fan of the ben affleck batman Mm -hmm. Hmm. i really am because yes. you know the way he acts we talked about the or er- everything it just adds more emotional depth to him and like why he is the way he mm-hmm. is yeah he's still carrying mm-hmm. all this pain with him mm-hmm. yeah and that- it definitely plays out with like how, how he acts and stuff mm-hmm. like that and w- yeah. i was not expecting him to drop the f bomb in that-, in that dream sequence either <laughs> that was pretty cool oh, that's
1: yeah. what that r rating score baby <laughs> yeah yeah just for that one word um- alone um- that and that so uh, step and ha- chop some dudes in half, you
0: know. we we didn't see Steppenwolf's bare ass in this one, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> Did we see it in the 2017 one? There's like a scene where he's like jumping up. I think it might be when he's like jumping up to get Cyborg or something, and it's okay. like if you if you pause it, I saw it on Twitter. It's like if yeah. you pause it, it's just like his bare ass like under the. Uh,
2: you know what I I will say is um and and I didn't bring this up earlier but I earlier this year um. I had to get my appendix taken out and mm-hmm. I can remember coming back into the room after the procedure and the TV was on and it was justice league. Um, and I just, it was the scene where like Steppenwolf put me was under
1: again. Am-
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was the scene where Steppenwolf was like fighting the Amazons. And I remember just being like in and out of it, but I remember just being, Change the channel, please. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't nonsense.
3: watch this. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing to bring up too. I'm I'm kind of glad they gave more to the Amazons in this version. Like mm-hmm. they had a purpose to actually be in, in this. Mm-hmm. But I felt bad too because they did nothing with the with the people in underwater. Like, yeah. like they, had, yeah, they had they got the they had stroll. the they had the one like, big story that says like Atlantis and the Amazons mm-hmm. came together with the humans and they fought. Mm-hmm. And separate the boxes, held them all but yeah. they focus all on the Amazons and like their struggles with the whole thing. They did nothing with the people underwater at all.
0: And wolf kind yeah. of just takes the box, like he doesn't even have to like. Yeah. It's a whole long chase with the Amazons. He kind of just yeah. shows up to Atlantis yeah. and takes it. Well, there's was, like and for like, nothing. It was,
3: I think it was yeah. a. It's like a little a bit too of a long. Fight. A too long. A too long fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there's like, like Mara, two it just knocks her out.
2: I was gonna say, there's like two Atlanteans defending the mother box down
1: there, and he
2: just yeah, he comes in and takes it pretty much. The Amazonians
1: yeah. literally have an army that, is, that are there like for eternity, <laughs> yeah, just watching. <laughs> and then the Atlanteans are just like, eh, like who, who cares? I feel like I feel like there for just... the
3: history post because, like, the you could say the stepwolf got that boss because an Amazonian <laughs> fell, a uh, horse fell on top of an Amazonian woman, <laughs> and that's how the, <laughs> the boss got taken
0: yeah yeah I, Atlantis yeah. is honestly like it's like dc's answer like wakanda is. so like it's kind of surprising mm-hmm. that i don't know i guess zack snyder was more interested with the amazons and superman yeah. and those kinds of things mm-hmm. but yeah i was gonna say it almost reminds me of
2: like that meme where it's like um yo can i like look at your homework and yeah probably when black panther came out like that was <laughs> like aquaman or they were just like, man, we we look really similar to you guys. <laughs> like I think the all these comparisons at...
3: between Marvel and DC. Like, I thought the interaction between Cyborg and the Flash kind of remind me of uh, Falcon and uh, Bucky a little bit.
2: Yeah, and and I know a lot of people compare like at least what they were trying to do, like Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen with like Tony Stark and Peter Parker. Yeah, you know, so
0: yeah, it's it's interesting. But I think there was supposed to be a Cyborg and Flash team up movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I
2: think that was one of the movies that they announced way back in like 2014. Right. Um, and he was supposed to have a big part in this, this Flashpoint movie, and then they kind of just took him out of there.
3: So I think yeah, I've always probably, talked about probably, my um, vision for DC would be to just use Flashpoint and just make it that none of this ever happened. And mm-hmm. strike a deal with HBO Max and do a bunch of series. Do like a Batman show. Do mm-hmm. a Flash show, Aquaman show. Green Lantern Core and then make a big movie with all that content. Like, so you've all these guys developed. Just follow the same Marvel platform. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're getting. I, I almost feel like they're getting to that point too, Dave. Like, I feel like they're like Marvel's been at this for like years and years. I don't think it would be too bad if we tried to like copy them just a little bit because I think they were trying to be different at first.
3: Yeah, and I think with Marvel side, I think two products that are definitely could do it daredevil alone like that's a great way to keep him involved mm-hmm. and honestly we didn't need the spider-man movies i think you could have done a spider-man series mm-hmm. just about yeah. like like kind of influence it off of uh smallville
4: mm-hmm.
3: where it's just about him growing like growing up and becoming spider-man and then just use him as that spider-man in the movies
1: yeah yeah, yeah i know
3: you're I- big on that
1: I would even say for like, and I just like something from Marvel too, like Fantastic Four. I would look into making that series instead yeah. because mm-hmm. it's been rebooted in fil- like in movies two times so recently. Like, yeah, and again, it worked it's out also for Spider-Man. Like a big
3: cr- a big draw mm-hmm. for Disney Plus too. Yeah, yeah.
1: You you get, one you of their get, key one of their key properties, right? You there.
3: get you get John mm-hmm. Krasinski and I guess now it's gonna be Jennifer Lawrence teaming up, and that's two big names right mm-hmm. there on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you market, that, market that one episode drops in each week, which I'm I'm mm-hmm. kind of liking that this i this platform again. Me the, too, man. Falcon the Winter Soldier.
2: Yeah, I clock out of work every Friday and I get WandaVision on. I get Falcon Winter Soldier on. It's
3: it's nice. <laughs> See, for me, yeah. it's like usually when I'm hungover on Saturday morning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy cuz i don't want to be spoiled so it's like right. i want to i want to watch it as soon as i can it's yeah it's, it, it was hard to, to stay book. away from the it was hard See, to now, stay I couldn't away from, from the for... spoilers mm-hmm.
3: and i couldn't do that for the stranger cup because i feel like there's times when i i went to be a little bit more drunk when i was watching this yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but i also didn't mind getting spoiled with this like um, yeah. the only thing that really surprised me was in the nightmare sequence i wasn't expecting Mirror to be there um that w- I was kind of like, oh well, wow. like she's in the scene. Like I knew Joker was in it, Um but we, yeah, that was kind of a surprise.
3: And we didn't really talk it's about it that much, but squad. the uh, the, yeah. mar- the Martian coming as in the oh, of Martha God, was yeah. was a. Uh, I was shocked by that.
1: Okay, I I have to just yeah. say with like the Martian man- Manhunter thing,
4: mm-hmm.
1: the like like I don't even want to say galaxy brain, like the universe brain on Zack mm-hmm. Snyder, yeah. where he was like, okay man of steel came out in like what 2012 Mm -hmm. all right i have this random military general in it who's gonna become (laughs) the secretary of defense for the united states yeah and that guy is martian manhunter the whole time (laughs) why why yeah yeah (laughs) there's an amazing line at the end too where martian manhunter says like like it was like I realized that like the problems of this world like really do affect me and like I mm-hmm. want to help protect this earth. I was like, dude, you're the secretary of defense for the United <laughs> States. Yeah. Do you not care about protecting the US? Like yeah. I, was
3: actually, I I actually like laugh at that, that last yeah. scene when he comes to Bruce Wayne at his house. Dude, oh my god. And and he's just like that, <laughs> that kid that's like, you know, I want to join the team. And he's like, All right. Yeah, I saw you guys
1: were playing baseball. Can I? Can I yes, come on? yes. <laughs>
3: can I, can and I and it's just like the Martian Manhunter. is just yeah. this mystic, like vision, kind of like character. You know, could probably yeah. kill Batman with one like with one zap if he wanted to. when he's playing yeah. like like second fiddle with them. I mean, just give him like the 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 shrug. Like, all right, yeah. you want to join the team? Practice at five o'clock on Wednesday. Meet be be at the Sanctum. You know.
2: Yeah, Bruce was very—he was very unaffected by that. He was just like, "Look, you woke me up, man."
1: Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was just—the dude introduced himself as Martian Manhunter. He's like, "I am a person who hunts men," and he's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Yeah, well, welcome to the team." Yeah, I was was like,
3: "Oh, oh, that's just it." Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay. You don't have like any like you don't have like an arm like an Armageddon type event you're planning. No, yeah. no. Okay, you're on the team. Welcome and Like so. Okay. Was it
2: was it just me too? Or did like Ben Affleck, like he I mean, he was bulky in like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> like, was he really skinny in that scene? Like, I don't know if I yeah, did no, he, was, so. he was he no, was
1: he was here's what he was I thought. Bi- he was build. he was bigger, but he was less like toned. That okay, was the that's, thing. Like he wasn't as good. muscular because he wasn't yeah. in shape for the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was like the one 2020 reshoot I think they had for him, really. Yeah, yeah.
0: Probably yeah. And he's in the suit in the nightmare scene. So like, he obviously looks see big there, much. but. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, Martian Manhunter was always one of the really cool characters I thought in the cartoon, the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. yeah and, like, cartoon. I remember having the action cards or action, excuse me, action figures and stuff of him. I always thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked, yeah. I thought he looked okay in this, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like yeah. I'd rather them not mm-hmm. just shoehorn him into this.
2: I, I agree. Well, I think the original plan was, um, and anyone correct me if I'm wrong, I think Zack Snyder wanted the Green Lantern Corps to show up yeah. at the end instead I think of him. You're right
3: there's a and lot of speculation think, that he wanted ryan reynolds green lantern to show mm, up in this saw that too i heard something about that yeah, and, yeah I, but think but then ryan, then I think i think ryan reynolds probably just told, him, told him all to go fuck off or something mm, like that
2: yeah <laughs> but but i i think so he wanted to do green lantern and i think warner brothers was just like no like we have plans for that we don't want you to do that mm-hmm. and then i think he was just like all right like you guys probably don't even know who Martian manhunter is so i'm
1: just gonna do him and <laughs>
2: you know so
1: yeah it's it's it it's kind of like um sam raimi being like i want to do sandman as the villain of my movie yeah and then the studio being like no you have to do venom where it's like the reverse where yeah, Snyder we, was like yeah well we kind I of want want the green promised lantern the investors
3: we like, would do venom for yeah. this one yeah
1: exactly yeah and they were like 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 he was like oh i want i want the green lantern for to show up in my movie and they're like mm. uh we don't we can't do that but martian manhunter or? sam yeah sam <laughs> we'll give you that sam we
3: got two for grace <laughs> you know
1: how hard
2: that was? We got two for grace. Yeah. This is every fan's ideal casting for
1: Venom. Yeah. Like, I, I really well. do think it, this just like a little thing about Venom. I think they kind of have missed the mark with the casting on Venom twice now. Because like I, I love Tom Hardy. I think he's a great yeah. actor. Yeah. But Tom Hardy trying to play like a pathetic little nerd that gets bullied. Yeah. Just like insane. To... He could
3: beat up anybody in the room. I think yeah. I think for what they asked of him. I thought he did a good job with it.
1: No, I would agree. And again, that's the talent of his actor. But like, you also have to like look at him still and go mm-hmm. that's Tom Hardy. Like, the problem, that's, with, that's Ven- the problem with
2: Venom
3: was just writing.
2: Yeah, the writing is yeah. a it's- So, <laughs> So we're, we're on a Venom disc- this is a Venom episode now. Um, yeah. But I, so my issue with Venom is I feel like it came out, it got like pretty bad reviews, but like, I think fans like somewhat liked it um and then i feel like even the bad reviews they were trying to justify it with like well it's just a dumb 90s movie and mm-hmm. then you were like no like you didn't go into that movie saying like this is going to be a 90s movie like you just almost tried to like justify it as that
1: it oh. was rated r right like it was supposed to be like i think isn't PG- it rated r no i think it's pg-13 it's pg i don't have to double check i forget but like, yeah he was like it could
0: be either. I-, I feel like the like the dynamic between him and like venom like the symbiote was actually pretty good, mm. but mm-hmm. some of the writing would look clunky. The villain was bad. Riz Ahmed. Mm. Yeah. He's a better God. actor than that. Forgot mm-hmm. he was even in that. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, I mean, the, you know, with, with Woody Harrelson, movie, uh, yeah. you know, him it and was that PG-13. Mm-hmm. Just
1: my bad. Yeah. I'm sure there's a,
0: <laughs> an R-rated cut carnage. of it, though, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: nice, they did carnage in that
0: coat. movie, hmm.
1: right? Like, oh, my God
0: the end carnage is in that that i mean he looks horrible in that wig yeah Yeah. looks like little debbie or something (laughs) Looks like like
3: raggedy (laughs) hand yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know with the movie like venom it's always played on fx and it's they play it back to back so they do like encore Mm -hmm. uh, versions of of it and if a movie does that on fx you know that like it's just it's not that good and the studio is just that desperate to get it shown that they'll pay to have it showed twice in a row back to back on a network Mm -hmm. show or, or a a cable uh, station, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I
2: guess is the next one. I I'm sure it's
0: probably done filming. Like it's probably ready to go. Right.
2: Probably. It keeps getting
3: delayed.
0: I think it recently got delayed again to maybe September,
4: Mm -hmm.
0: but I I, may say what you will about it. It made money. It did. Yeah. Like it really did.
1: Mm -hmm. And then also we're gonna get um more uh we're gonna get Jared Leto as Man Bat soon. Oh, you know? Morbius, right, yeah. Morpheus, yeah, Morpheus, yeah. right? Morbius? Yeah. Morbius, 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 Morbius. Okay, that does not look good.
0: I don't no, know it does that. not. So
3: I, I like that I like the storyline for Morbius character. in the in the in the video game. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't that. What can... happened with him in the video game? Well, it was the Spider Man three. So like the game okay. itself sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider Man two for GameCube was the best. Spider Man awesome. game of all time. It awesome was like yeah. there's a free world Grand Theft Auto version of Spider Man. I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. There, there'd face. be times where, like, you know, like you play Grand Theft Auto and you're like, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go postal today. Fuck it. And just go be just like blow up a hospital or something like that. For me, when I was a kid, it was like, you know what, I'm gonna go swing today. So I would just be swinging around New York <laughs> as Spider Man in that free range world. And, you know, it was just really... <laughs> they were to away. Yeah, that's awesome. The Spider Man yeah. 3 game was awful, but they had a whole storyline with Morbius in it. And, mm. like, I forget the details, but I remember, like, being really intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the Mysterio storyline where you had to, like, uh, do all those puzzles and and stuff like that. Yeah. And the the hardest mm-hmm. part of that game was when you had to try to web onto Statue of Liberty. <laughs> that was the, the hardest part of that game That for was me. the main thing. <laughs> or getting the yeah. pizzas. Or getting those pizzas in time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thirty minutes or less is coming out Spider Man's paycheck. You gotta be careful there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I always remember though when the Morbius trailer dropped. Like I didn't even finish it. Like I, I was just so uninterested <laughs> in it. And then I watched it like months later, and I saw like Michael Keaton at the end of it, and I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like they're they're bringing uh, Vulture into the you know it was just it was it was interesting to see the but, way
3: that that it will work for both sides. is If Sony developed. The villains for Marvel as solo movies, and then they Marvel use them in their movies.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm not gonna up, lie honestly,
3: I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Hardy's Venom go up against Tom Holland in a Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm not gonna lie, I, I like Michael Keaton as Vulture, but like, I kind of yeah. like, like, I like the end credit scene, in, like in that in the Spider-Man Homecoming where he won't give up Peter's name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, they're definitely, I think they're definitely going to need to like justify. How he's gonna come back into it? Like they, they, they. Hopefully, they do a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe Steppenwolf will show up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about? I will say, I did see something pretty funny where they were saying like Steppenwolf's basically just like going on like Zoom calls with Dark Sides like minion. Like it's basically <laughs> so what true. they are. Oh, and, yeah.
3: Yeah. I was reading something was reading that. that was suggesting a, a fan theory. That said, "What if?" the blip in the opening, the multiverse opens the door for a Marvel versus DC kind of movie down the line Uh, or or like Avengers versus justice league.
1: I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to happen because Marvel is so intentional about their world building that if you brought in the fact that DC exists, like they're, they, they would just, they like, they would just be like, no way too many things. Like, yeah. suddenly we're asking where was superman during this mm-hmm. and even if it was like an alternate universe thing whatever it's yeah. like i don't know i feel like it would, it would be too messy for them mm-hmm. i think marvel i think yeah. dc would be like yeah let's do it the marvel would be like "Ooh, no nah, i'm not gonna do that yeah they've I done mean, those that's...
0: comics though and i think they've been yeah, kind of yeah. like promotional stuff mm-hmm. but marvel versus dc is a cool thing to think about
1: yeah,
2: yeah. definitely I mean, that, that's a great platform for like if you're doing like a comic book or, yeah, like a video game or something like that. Like, you can do it in there. I think a movie gets a little more like complicated and
3: tricky. You see, but... Marvel is so much smarter because they have different variants of them. So they have the whole Fantastic Four universe and they have the X Men universe. So they can branch mm-hmm. off. I don't know if DC can do that.
1: Not right now, no.
3: Yeah. Like,
1: like let's see how, if Robert Pattinson's Batman goes very well. Mm-hmm. Which I, I I think that will be good. I'm excited for that, and I want to see how Robert does as um yeah. as Batman.
4: Mm-hmm. If
1: that goes well, maybe they could spring off into like Batman versus this villain, and then like oh, you got Robin in there. You can get like a Nightwing movie, mm-hmm. and like, you know, yeah, uh, Red Hood, something like mm-hmm. that, and like you, that. you can maybe
3: work with all that instead you of could use Flash. You can use Flashpoint yeah. and get rid of Ben Affleck and use Pattinson.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking with, with the Batman, I mean, I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm also excited to just see another Matt Reeves movie. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. think he's a great director. And like, we, we haven't seen him do something since since War of the Planet of the Apes, which was like 2017. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I have a lot of faith in that movie, both for Pattinson, who I think is going to be a great Batman. Um, and
1: then also just a Matt, another Matt Reeves movie. So, We also get to see in the trailer the uh, Batman Eye Black, like, you yeah. see it like all smudged, it's, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Great touch, because we never see, we ne- whenever he takes off the costume, there's mm-hmm. no eye black. But clearly, that man's wearing eye black. So yeah. I'm happy we get to see it finally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Batflix. That's not gonna be, I think, all. a very, that's very much, I think, gonna be like an origin, because, like, I think you kind of quickly mm-hmm. see Catwoman's costume, but that kind of just looks like, you know, something she kind of threw together. I'm very excited for that. Um, but mm-hmm. even like, DC... like, I wonder if they're gonna branch off anymore, because I think even Joker is kind of something they've called it like Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. where it's like it's a dc movie but it doesn't really take place with the regular yeah. timeline yeah. we'll see if they stick to that but i don't know what other movies they yeah. would put under that banner
2: that i mean that still amazes me that we have not gotten a joke or two um and, and and i'm i'm cool if we don't get a joke or two i'm just saying like you don't have a movie make that much money and not get like a, a sequel greenlit for it I'm, I'm trying to think guys i mean i don't have much more to say about yeah that is a or the dc Unrelated. um DCEU I mean I don't know I mean we can talk like one other topic I could bring up is like the the air cut I know David Ayer is kind of trying to sort of like ride on Zack Snyder's coattails mm-hmm. um, and be like hey like look like my movie was cut too <laughs> like let me yeah. make my vision um, I don't know I'd be interested to
0: see an air cut of Suicide Squad though I'm not gonna lie I would um, too I think again I think. Suicide Squad's pretty bad, but I think you can see like the little like the pieces of the good movie. And David Ayer's a good director. I mean, mm-hmm. something like End of Watch, something like Fury. Yeah. Um, I think he's been losing touch a little bit lately with something mm-hmm. like Suicide Squad and Bright on Netflix. Yeah. But, and I think, um, did he just do
2: The Tax Collector?
0: Was that him? He did. He
2: okay. did. I didn't see yeah. that. That's like three I didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah.
3: See, yeah. I-, I don't think we need the Ayer cut. I think this, the Schneider cut. Should be a lesson for mm-hmm. just management in any in any field whatsoever to just let people do their job. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff let the general manager run the football team. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, fire hire Roseman. But yeah, like, but, one. Like, but like, there's there's reports that he's going on WIP and listening to the radio and making decisions based off of what like Angel Catali saying. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: that's mm-hmm. absurd yeah that's yeah. insane I,
0: I will say that i feel like <laughs> the people at warner brothers probably knew like, like Zack snyder had a movie here like the, like the movie mm-hmm. that we put out in 2017 was not his movie yeah it makes me question if there's enough that david ayer has that would warrant giving him that license to do an air cut there might not be enough yeah like,
1: i think yeah. the very at the very least, we would get a cut that wasn't made by the trailer house, which is what we did get. Like yeah. it, was, it was like yeah. literally cut together by people that cut trailers. Yeah, yeah. say so
0: the editing in some of the DC movies is atrocious. Oh god. That ba- ba- yeah. Be Superman and Suicide Squad are the two like big standouts from are literally Pretty like bad. it just goes from scene to scene. What is this nonsense? Like, it just doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah. That's
1: actually a prop to the Snyder cut, I will completely give. The editing is very smooth. And it's probably because it is, it's not yeah. rushed. It's four hours it took mm-hmm. its time. But yeah. there were scenes like the 2017 Justice League where uh, the queen of the Amazons, I forget exactly what her name is. Uh, when she's sliding out of like that dome thing it's like edited so choppily that like it's like it's inside it's outside it's the side it's like it's switching all these angles and everything and I remember I was watching it like oh god this is so ugly looking Mm -hmm. please just stop and then in the Snyder one it's not edited like it's not a masterpiece it's not like wow that was so cool but it was Mm -hmm. functional yeah it's like oh I see she slid under the door and she got out and Mm -hmm. that it was one fluid motion, I brought yeah. up before, yeah. but
3: like the, the scene where martha and and Clark reunite for the first time, it's like them running to each other, and then it's a big wide angle from like the window of the house mm-hmm. looking in, <laughs> and then a a snap right to them like mid hug and it's mm-hmm. just like so it's so weird how they put that together, mm. yeah.
2: Dave, we we get it at this point. You just you have a bias against Diane Lane for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah. But but it, to get back to Ayer though, it almost reminds me of like it's like if you're standing outside of a club and like mm. the bouncer lets Zack Snyder in and then David Ayer's right behind and he's like, Well, why won't you let me in? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think there's more of a David Ayer movie in Suicide Squad than there was in 2017 with Zack Snyder.
1: Look, I, I'm gonna throw out a bold opinion. Give me the and cut of Justice Ooh, League. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Give me just the and scenes, yeah. and just like only that. I want to see like because of how terrible, especially mm-hmm. like now that we know like which scenes were the and ones, how terrible they were. Mm-hmm. I need to see all of his scenes in a row. Yeah, like oh my god! So like it's, it one would of be the just things insane. are like insane. <laughs> The yeah.
0: 2017 movie is going to live on like it's on TBS mm-hmm. a lot. Um yeah. HBO plays it sometimes so- like it's like it's going to live mm-hmm. on. it's much on Cartoon more... Network. Yeah. Cartoon Network yeah. <laughs> plays it just. Being thing. on Cartoon Network is a slap <laughs> in the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Especially much when the original inside. cartoon yeah i was gonna say it's much more digestible for a network to play too because it's half the length of the snyder cut yeah yeah it's two hours which is the length of a typical movie four hours yes it's Mm. excessive no one's gonna run that on tv yeah oh that's bad dude that
2: that just ruined my night it's playing on cartoon network yeah i remember you just
1: (laughs) poor kids what well, the children do you deserve that you know yeah.
0: i feel i feel like if you had Zack snyder that he probably wouldn't even know <laughs> yeah on that yeah. yeah he's getting royalties for it uh, yeah, oh yeah like,
2: yeah. i was and i i guess you you said you watched this recently aiden yeah like at the end of the movie like did it say directed by Zack snyder for the 2017 Ooh. one
0: or Ooh. was it Directed by Josh Whedon. i was trying I to hide the fact think... that I have this on Blu-ray, but let me see what it says. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it
1: said Whedon, and then like I Zach's... think it does say the Zack Blu-ray. Snyder?
0: The Blu-ray says directed by Zack Snyder. Wow, Josh okay. Whedon has a screenplay credit.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's okay. right, John. I remember Whedon that does cause... not
0: have a screenplay credit, not a producing credit, and the director is Zack Snyder.
1: Because Chris Terrio wrote the screenplay. And like he's the he, him and Josh Whedon are the two writers on Mm -hmm. the uh, original cut of it, and then it's just Terry on the Snyder cut. Mm -hmm. I remember that, yeah,
3: yeah. I'm actually more curious to see if HBO didn't jump on this and got it like the big cinematic like reveal. Like, how much more we would have gotten from the actual like Zack Snyder vision if it was just like I'm gonna just. I'm gonna put it on Reddit, and if you like it, you could just or just hey, here's my blog. If you here's a clip to the MP4. If you like it, Mm -hmm. I'm curious if it would be any different than having like a big studio influence on it.
2: Well, I I think he was doing that though, Dave. Where I think he was on
0: Twitter, like he was like posting pictures and like and stuff. We'll be like reels of like footage, and it would just say like Zack Snyder, Justice League, and yeah. I feel like the the nightmare scene was probably what he was really dangling over like people. (laughs) But, oh, do you, probably, but, do you, yeah.
3: but do you think like the <laughs> HBO masking involved? Kind of, I don't know, tilted the tides or influenced anything? Or
0: I, I, I think it was probably like, yeah, they, exactly. I need subscribers, and I think it was probably very much like, you know, we know Zach wants to do this. It's and, a win-win for both and, sides. And this, I guess. Is, this is a feasible way of us doing it. You know, we need yeah. content.
3: Yeah, what it's it's
0: let? hard
1: for, it's hard for me to believe that Snyder would have compromised any of his vision for this. Mm -hmm. Considering it's four hours long,
3: yeah. Like for me, at that point, I'm like, okay, he left nothing on the. I will, I will say this though. So this was his original vision. I can see why when they announced Justice League, it was Justice League Part One and Justice League Part Two.
2: Yeah, it was supposed to be two parts. That's
3: and and quite frankly, I think I would have appreciated that more. Mm -hmm. Like if if I had not seen Justice League in 2017, I think I would have liked this movie a lot more if it was a two part movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But where would you where would have you cut this movie off i feel like it flows that's what right was, right, right when they right see. when
3: they awake bow superman
1: well
2: i mean to be honest with you mm. i think this would have been the first part mm. like i think he would have had like a separate movie in the second part oh, um with okay. like dark side maybe being the main villain
3: i uh, i don't know i'm just i i I, I, could, I could see them ending it right when when the finger hits the cube that would be kind of cool. I, I okay. would,
1: that would be pretty cool. And,
3: yeah. and your whole question is like, did it work? Did it not work? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm laughing at a match. Like, like Zack Snyder, like, just wanting to do the nightmare sequence. And he's like, <laughs> look, I can cut a four hour movie for you. Just let me do this once. <laughs> <at the end."
1: laughs> I probably will get you. what it was. Yeah. He's like, I will get you millions of subscribers to your service for at least a month for at least yeah. a month they'll watch it you could, just, you could, you could have
3: just shot that himself and put it on youtube and probably <laughs> ringed in was... the same amount of benefit amount of um financial benefits from that yeah. probably. I,
0: I i will say though um and and again like i don't think he shot a ton of new footage but yeah. Yeah, i think the only new scenes were the, the one with martian manhunter at the end and the nightmare scene mm-hmm. that's yeah, it like he, he that was the big thing was he's doing reshoots but I don't think all the actors can like I don't think Henry Cavill came back for anything. And, you see, uh, I,
1: I think that he must have reshot some of Cavill because of the mustache. And and, and I was thinking I was he thinking must have reshot that.
0: some cavill because Cavill pops in at the end of the nightmare
1: scene. Yeah. But uh, maybe yeah, that was maybe. already. That didn't look there. that didn't look like know. Cavill though. I think that may have been the body double for that. I, I, I was gonna
0: say I, I, I was thinking the same thing because I was yeah. like, I didn't think he came back for reshoots. No. Or I mean it also could have
2: been just a re-edited version of like the Batman v Superman when he shows yeah. up, and mm. they could just like digital, you yeah, know, whatever his eyes, but yeah,
1: yeah. Because I I'll say this much: if 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 they did, really, if they uh completely like just re digitally did the mustache, just made it look more realistic. I didn't I didn't believe it was digitally taken away. I thought that was just Henry Cavill's face, or there were alternate cuts that like were slightly different that Joss didn't want. Yeah. And the the one thing that I don't understand is that they use two separate cuts of mm-hmm. uh Gal Gadot going Kalel, no" And somehow both <laughs> of them sounded super unconvincing. Yeah. But, <laughs> <"Kal-El>, <laughs> no. Yeah. no.
3: Um but I yeah, I again yeah, if, I'm if like Jim Ross in a wrestling match, this isn't you, John. This isn't you. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> it, it sounded that's that particular line reads me i think might be like the one that sticks out to me is like
3: bad because
1: it, it reminds me of a back in like gene wilder charlie in the chocolate chocolate factory when he's just like stop no come back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
3: see i think with that i know what you're talking about i think that was just like blatant like sarcasm
1: yeah no that is yeah that's i'm saying like it felt sarcastic yeah you
3: know, it felt but it felt like that same <laughs> like
1: stop no come back well don't do this no <laughs> You know, like, oh. yeah but if, if they a- did if they did digitally get rid of that mustache this time it just looked that good props yeah. that's where like 65 to 70 million that yeah. went into then i i'm just imagining
2: like them editing the 2017 version and just being like like this movie is tra- an absolute train wreck and then they're mm-hmm. like that henry cavill stuff is coming up and they're just like Look, I mean, let's just roll with it. Like, we got to digitally get this thing out of it. Like, dude,
1: I got to go work on cats after this movie. Like, yeah. I like, you know,
3: <laughs> cats is a big discussion on this podcast.
1: We dude, like cats cats, is, a lot cats, cats is
3: wild. I saw cats <laughs> in theaters.
2: Yeah, we, we should do an oh, episode wow. of cats. Oh, did you use that with your regal movie fest?
1: Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> perfect, the perfect ones. movie. Worth, or it? Is it? Worth yeah. it. Yep,
3: <laughs> you know, as we're coming to like the, the close of like with this movie. I do think the one thing this movie was missing was in the Batcave, just Taffer walking and, and just trying to, like, <laughs> look uh, around, looking around. And I, I, I think you take
1: oil.
0: You take that whole. <laughs> uh, Alpha, this entity. place
3: is a mess. Fire his ass. Shut it down.
0: I think you take that whole end scene with Martian Manhunter, just replace him, put Taffer. <laughs> Taffer being like, yeah, hey, you're on the team.
2: But he still flies in. Like, that's the whole thing. It's, actually, it's
1: actually a lost episode of Hungry Investors where he's going up to Bruce to be like, I need, I need another investor for this episode.
3: <laughs> I you gotta... Come on board. <laughs> just, just that last scene with um, the Martian Manhunter asking him to join the team, and just the interview with Taffer is like, no, Martian stepped up to the plate tonight. He wanted to join the team. <laughs> Martian was a manager tonight.
0: I was just, would, 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 the team, would the team would the team invest you think in the 2017 cut or the Zach Snyder's <laughs> Justice League?
2: Yeah, that that's what he's buying. I mean,
3: I I think I think I think Besh is definitely a big uh, 2017 guy. Yeah, John Besh definitely. <laughs> um, I, I think fuck this conversation. <laughs>
2: See, I'm imagining Taffer in that random crew in the nightmare sequence, like just standing there, (laughs) not saying anything.
0: (laughs) Uh, Guys, 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 this thing's coming
3: at us. We got to act fast.
0: They see Superman. Instead of when they see Superman, they see Superman as Taffer. Guys, we got a problem.
2: (laughs) I don't like this Joker guy. Shut it down. (laughs) He's lazy and he's an ass, he's unpredictable. Shut it down! Oh. It, again, this is like a, a Taffer <laughs> crawling into the, as
0: told by Ginger Doghouse, like Ta- Taffer in the uh, <laughs> Taffer in the Deathstroke costume, same exact outfit, <laughs> mohawk.
1: Yeah. We just need a Taffer cinematic universe. That's really like
3: suit for Christ's sakes.
1: <laughs> this ta- man needs to be in movies. He's incredible. He, he
0: absolutely right. should have been in those paramount. Co- Can you imagine him in oh, the Paramount commercials listen. riding on, on the bike with the Paw Patrol dogs? Oh, it's been like... so good.
3: Listen, so Matt Matt, make sh- you're our contact for the, the intern that does our social media. You gotta get him yeah. to at Gordon Ramsay and at John Taffer. We need that crossover, like just oh like, yeah. just, just like a reopening of the dining industry, kind of special. We need like a kitchen nightmares and bar rescue crossover. I have yeah. such MD a feeling way.
1: that Gordon Ramsay would hate Taffers. The now, Anna, just Anna, like are you oh. a fan of
3: a It's always something <laughs> in Philadelphia because oh, we've always, always had the vision of like Taffer walking into Patty's, Patty's Pub Fug. and just, oh, it's just called the gang gets rescued.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be a great That's, episode.
3: Our
2: so our cold open is essentially like them just doing weird shit, like Mac just like working out. Frank's cutting his toenails thing. on top of the bar. Yeah. And then Taffer just walks in and it's like a dead silence. And then you just hear Frank. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the then the music.
1: The gang gets rescued. <laughs> that, that, that would be it, it's the best way you could do that episode, in my opinion, too, is you do it in the format of Bar Rescue after that. Like it's uh, an oh, episode of Bar Rescue. Oh, th- and yeah. that,
3: that was my vision, yeah. Yeah. That's oh six God, years that ago. Really... At Dennis and Dean Reynolds bought Patty's Pub in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs>
0: See, and I feel like Char- Charlie work, I feel like, is their, like, pseudo, like, way of doing that episode where he's mm. kind of doing it for the health inspection. Mm-hmm. But I I think doing, like, the bar rescue format, like, that would make it enough of a different episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be
1: incredible. I, I, I fully support that. If they need investors for that and episode. It's like, crazy because I, I mean, feel yeah. like
3: our vision was probably, like, sent to Rob McKinley so many times. And he said... Oh, yeah. That they don't take fan like they don't even read them. They don't even like yeah. consider it at all.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's one of those things where it's like because yeah, they could they have done so ever... much with
3: like they, they could have yeah. done like with the when the Pope came to Philadelphia they could have done that.
1: Yeah, that's true. I never missed the opportunity. That. They yeah. could
3: they could have jumped on the Jerry Jerry Sandusky bandwagon and done something <laughs> with that with that storyline. Oh, yeah, Christ. I, no, mean, and like, I know geez.
0: people people kept asking keep, keep asking about like quarantine and COVID. and all like the cast members tweeted back like we did a quarantine episode like it's the one the gang gets quarantined so like i don't think they're gonna do another
1: one yeah if they do do another one though like you have to like you have to just have them be like the different spectrums everything like frank frank once again i guess would have to go into like the crazy part where he's like he's not leaving the house for anything and like he's Mm -hmm. locked into a closet he's like Quadruple masks at all
3: times. See, I think like, like, yeah. like, like that I think like that's Char- that would be Charlie's character would be the one that's super that could freaked be. out by it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone's I mean, got to be an, like anti-vaxxer old, an anti-masker. Charlie would be like. Brian's the character guy. would have no <laughs> idea that a quarantine was actually happening. That's true. Yeah, he's he's very dissociated at <laughs> yeah. this point. Like, I Dennis, Dennis just... thinks it's a conspiracy. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, like yeah, so Dennis is
3: an anti-masker.
1: Probably <laughs> that'd probably be his big thing. I could see them just like losing the bar too.
2: Just being like, we didn't have anybody coming in here to begin with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> them trying, yeah. oh my god, them trying to supply for like PPP loans and stuff. <laughs> 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 trying to explain like their business. <laughs> the gang
3: gets a PPP. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, that literally could be an entire season, just like storylines of like Yeah, that would, be, that would be hilarious. Yeah. The uh, gang
3: solves the toilet paper crisis.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. I mean, do we have anything else we want to say about the the
0: Snyder Cut? I mean, I, I think I've said my piece with it. Yeah, I think you hit on everything I wanted. to so I, th- I think we talked about everything we, we should have. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's... Uh, you know, nobody asked for this, but I, I guess it's a little bit of poetic justice for those that were upset by how 2017's version went. Mm-hmm. And it was always on people's minds that if you're a fan of like the DC product, like what could have been. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, the whole justice league movie was a product of tragedy with, you know, uh, Zach Schneider's personal life. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, I I'm happy for him that he was able to get his vision out there. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of like that. He really didn't even like bash, josh whedon's at all he was like look this is mine this is what i wanted mm. to do it yeah. was never like it was bad the first mm. version or anything like that it it was just like i i had a different vision and this is what mm. i wanted to present so yeah. i'm kind of glad that he was able to do that
2: that that is one thing that i've noticed too is like yeah, you never heard Zack snyder like doing any like shit talking or anything i think he was kind of just like look like this isn't
1: like he didn't need been to come a, out
3: reaction to this at all um,
1: I don't know. He's kind of in hot water I, right now. So I don't think he's taking yeah. his head out for anything. Right. Now. right
2: yeah. 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 He's kind of like, I'm just going to not talk about this.
1: Yeah. Because apparently um, he's like the worst to work with. Like He's like apparently like an awful, awful yeah. person to work with. Yeah. Does
3: he have um, sexual harassment claims or something like that?
1: Not, I don't think sexual harassment, but like just workplace harassment, like being like super hard on his employees and like yeah. Making them work ridiculous hours, bad conditions, things like that. I think if anything, like toxic work environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't think he's supposed to be like, especially with like women he's worked with. I think he's supposed to be pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, but no, I, and I, I think, but yeah, I mean, to go back to the Zack Snyder conversation, like, yeah, I mean, you never heard him shit talking or anything saying like my movie was taken out from under me which I feel like nowadays you usually see directors doing that, like saying like they took away my movie. You never really heard that from Zach. And I think he really kind of, I think he really kind of backed a lot of the fans that were like, we want to see this. We want to see this. Um, and ultimately he was able to do it. Um, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure like he didn't get paid to do this. Like he just kind of did this on his own, like volition.
1: He, he got, the 70 million for the budget from HBO Max to complete it, but I don't know, like, I don't know, like, if that, like, how much was a paycheck to him or okay. not. Okay. Like, yeah. But there was money to make this cut. Yeah. He did, did not about, get a
3: paycheck for this. I, I was reading that. He, really? He did not get a paycheck well, for this. And, wow. and I think that was more of, yeah,
1: where, where I was getting at. Yeah. Where wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And like, well, I would say, like, about Snyder too, uh, I think he seems like a real, like, he seems like a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for him in the way he does his thing. He has, he has his own directing style. Sometimes it makes stuff that's good. Sometimes it doesn't. He's very much his own director. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like the people that work with him all have a high opinion of him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like you could get like Ben Affleck to come back and do a reshoot for a character that he's probably not going to ever do again.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's and, a like, good point. Yeah. Like
1: they all seem to have a certain respect in the thing like in. Yeah some sort of uh, admiration for him. And yeah, I've seen him in interviews. He seems really nice. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, i, I I'm happy for him. That's like the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Is like, I'm happy he got to complete this and everything. Yeah, and yeah. It turned out okay. I'm happy with that.
2: And I, I think it's great too. He was able to kind of add that at the end where it was like, it was almost like this was like therapeutic for him after mm-hmm. his daughter mm-hmm. died. And, you know, he has that little plug where it's like four at bottom at the end yeah. of the movie. Um, So obviously, you know, I, I think... You know, obviously when he was finishing up this movie, you know, tragedy struck. And then, you know, a few years later, he's able to kind of complete it and and finish his vision. And, you know, however much that must have been been helpful for him, it sounds like. So,
3: yeah. And for anything, it just seems like this is just a, I mentioned earlier, a good example of how micromanaging is not the way to conduct the business. No,
2: not. Mm -hmm.
3: Trust the people you put in place to, to do something and yeah, if it fails it fails and then you can bash and fire or berate them whatever you want to do
4: mm-hmm.
3: but you know this is 10 yeah. times better than what we got in 2017 mm-hmm. absolutely and if and- you just like trusted him I think mm-hmm. who knows maybe, maybe the DC Cinematic Universe is somewhat different if yeah. this was the cut that we got in 2017
2: but, but that's this like it was like a nail in the coffin
3: I think yeah, yeah.
2: And that's what it almost feels like is like one of those things where I feel like at the beginning, they put a lot of trust in Zack Snyder to be like, all right, like pave this way for this, like DCEU. Um, And then by the time they got Batman V Superman, they were like, all right, this guy is not our guy. But by that Mm -hmm. point they had already been already in like pre-production for justice league. And it's like, they just kind of pulled the rug out from under him.
1: It seems like a little bit that they were so high on suicide squad. That seemed like David Ayers was going to be their guy. But when that came out and it got panned and it should have been because it was really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. then they also were like, oh, we can't even trust heirs. Like, what? Like, mm. like they, what then they threw mean? their hands off and they're like, Joss Whedon? And then Justice League comes out. Like All right, we have no. Yeah.
2: Time. All right. But it's, just, <laughs> it's so confusing, too, because between both that time, you had Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman, which is yeah. a great movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Patty so it's Jenkins like, has a very do? good
1: director. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I feel like they saw Zack Snyder as their John Favreau <laughs> equivalent. Like, yeah. kind of how Jon Favreau was the Iron Man kind of started that. Like, I think they saw Zack Snyder as that person. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think the DC is just too convoluted as a whole. Yeah.
3: I'll tell you what, especially though. with if, his
0: first couple movies.
3: If there yeah. was two entities I would have running this vaccine operation, it would be Jon Favreau and Chick fil A. <laughs> 100%. That's so true, honestly. Yeah. They would get it it's, on. It's, they works. would get it on. Yeah. Oh, we would we, we we have been at Herdy Mini back in December. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we 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 we'd be fully open in December. if Chick Fil A mm. and John Faber were running this whole operation. Absolutely, all well done. Well, guys, you know, I mean, there's not much where we could really talk about. With I think we really talked about everything we possibly could. We went from the Schneider cut to the Ayer cut to mm. 2017 to John Taffer and Bar Rescue and a uh, asphalt by Ginger House. Shut it down. I... I I we're pretty much done, right? I can't think of anything else to talk about.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think we hit all the points that we wanted to. Um, obviously, you know, I think I speak for everyone here where I say, like, this is definitely a, a more superior movie than the 2017 cut. I'm glad we got to see it. You know, I think a lot of people are, are watching this on HBO Max. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is definitely the movie I would have rather have seen in 2017
3: than what we did see. So, right. This is a good episode Aiden, Definitely. thank you for joining us. Yeah, Not, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast yeah, yeah and um, everyone you guys check want... out everyone check out Aiden's podcast. He does the half and half podcast. Are you mm-hmm. just on Spotify alone?
1: Yeah, we're on Spotify alone and it's mm-hmm. half ampersand half just so everybody knows like half space ampersand space half podcast
2: okay
1: um and on Twitter we are at podcast underscore half. So feel free to give us a follow on either platform, get uh, updates about the episodes if you want to hear more from me. If, you know, you're not Mm -hmm. sick of me already by the end of this episode. And uh, (laughs) also, if you follow us on uh, Spotify, if you follow us there, you'll see the uh, Aiden Cinephile episodes, which is my movie show as well.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So continue listening to Post Credit Bruce because they have a great show here. But if you also want to listen to something else, you know, you got me. You got me too, so
3: nice <laughs> do, you, you, do you guys
1: do instagram at all we don't do instagram i'm i'm you, considering trying to get that started. Instagram's
3: instagram is our biggest get that's yeah. our really. biggest grab yeah we like the gram right. yeah, we'll we, take a look we, at that. we do we do a lot of like memes stuff like that too like i i, I mm-hmm. do all of our social media content for like, matt mm-hmm. posted but I, I i create a lot of it yeah 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 so we kind of keep up with the tides and stuff like that mm-hmm. gotcha yeah Got I'll, good I'll, stuff. yeah
1: well, we'll definitely look into that because we're always trying to expand and mm-hmm. you know, get bigger so sure yeah
3: yeah. But, like but I said, now, and, yeah. and for us as well check out our social media we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter mostly active on Instagram as I always say mm-hmm. check out John's blog well our blog, John that John runs at postcreditbrews.blogspot.com that's mm-hmm. where we're doing most of our content during these trying times because we can't get to the movies because no one's wearing a fucking mask so mm-hmm. wear a mask <laughs> and stay here what what they it's 3 feet this week is that what it is just yes. <laughs> its yes it has been might have shortened it. yeah three, 3 mass 3 feet I, I don't know what it is anymore but mm. do that so we can get back to the movies because we want exactly. to get back to the movies yeah. i need my movie theater popcorn in the world yes. and we, if you're
1: eligible for the vaccine please go and take it that's yes. absolutely yeah. like
2: I, our listeners need to understand. We did not want to review Tom and Jerry from our couches. <laughs> we need. We needed to see that movie in a theater. Absolutely, that theater. Yeah, that movie in a
3: theater. I'm standing by it. We were contractually obligated to. We signed on to do the HBO Max all their releases. That's the suits upstairs that did that to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I <laughs> don't care. The listening, like we did. It's it's our fault. We 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 signed our the paper with the devil's blood. Really. We didn't know we were getting know. into when we did the HBO Max deal, but here we are. Yeah. yeah, and if if
2: Dune comes exclusively to theaters before HBO Max, they're shutting this podcast down.
3: Shut it down. So
2: <laughs> we we got to make sure that hits on HBO Max so
3: we can review it. Well, we we were gonna do Red, and the guy's like, "What the fuck, you guys? Do? Red? Wh- why are you doing that?" <laughs> so so that got that episode got shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, the nature of the business, right? You know, it's a dog exactly. dog world. Yeah. They're really tough on us, actually. But Aiden, yeah. again, thank you for joining us. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode.
1: Yeah. And once yeah. again, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Oh, sure. for, thank you to the audience for accepting mm-hmm. me for the episode and letting me, yeah, letting we're doing, me, we're, uh, we're doing a Nicktoons, your holes we're doing a
3: Nicktoons retrospective cut down the line. We'll, we'll give you a call Ooh. for that one. I think you, oh, be, I would
1: love that. I think yeah. I'll just say to come on for that. I'll just say this straight out. I'm a big Hey Arnold guy. I'm just going to say that from the get-go, okay? Yeah, that's
0: the best one. Bar- Arnold's great.
3: Yeah. Hey Arnold's the best one. I love mm-hmm. Hey
1: Arnold.
0: Going to get deep into the cat scratch, though, in that
3: episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, that being said, this has been Post Credit Brews. Aiden, I want you to join in with us. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. I'm John. I'm Aiden. <laughs> and thanks for listening.